0: Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Before we kick off this episode, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about CBD. Now, as you know, I'm a huge advocate for CBD and CBD use. I personally use it. I use the CBD oil to help with my mental health. I take it before I go to bed so it helps me sleep better. But not only that, I use the muscle rubs to help with my ankles, my knees, in my ligaments, joints, Muscle pain, the lot. And it really fucking helps. It really does. So I can't not stress enough. Make sure you get yourself some CBD. The stuff I use, Kent CBD. Now Kent CBD is fucking top notch. Couldn't wish for a better service. Guys are nice. And the product is just second to none. But what I'm going to do for you guys, just because I love you guys so much, and you help make the podcast what it is, I'm going to give you 10% off. So put in the promo code Zero at checkout and get 10% off. You are fucking welcome. Now, joining me for his hat-trick appearance is the one and only Lee Iberson. The man is a fucking legend. Very well-spoken. He's an outdoorsman. He's a former bodybuilder. He's a rugby player. The man is just top-notch and not only that he has fucking great thighs sexy motherfucker but yeah coming on for his third and hat-trick appearance on the granite zero podcast is lee iverson welcome to the granite zero podcast check it out Crawling and progress. Lee, welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast for, what is this? Thank you for having me on. How are you, mate? Is this four or three?
1: Three, I believe, yeah.
0: Oh, he's got his hat trick. You don't get a prize.
1: Uh, Hey. Oh, really? I don't even know why why I deserved to be on in the first place, so I must be doing something, right?
0: Mate, I have to say, you are looking fucking massive.
1: Yeah, Chris, Christmas was cruel. <laughs>
0: but you're looking hench though.
1: No, uh, well, it's a bit of both. Um, if a bit I'm honest, a bit of both. Uh, yeah, I'm sat around about 17 stone right now, which is quite heavy for me. Um, so yeah, I'm actually just currently started a diet, so I'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm trying to get down, get down to about 16 stone. A bit January, more. Uh, yeah. Well, I tried to do dry dry January, but then uh, the rugby match Bristol played yesterday. So, yeah, that, that didn't go well. Bristol. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends that play for Bristol, so I had to go oh, yeah. support them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually from Bath, so I actually support Bath, which is a sin to admit to at the moment in this season because they've only won one game the whole of the season. So, it's a bit ashamed to admit that this year. But um, I always
0: had a. Uh... I had a few that I could have chosen, shall we say. Because obviously, Hereford being where it is, you've got obviously a few of the Welsh clubs that are quite close. And you've got Gloucester, you've got Worcester. Yeah. You know, Bath and that isn't a million miles away. Bristol isn't a million miles away.
1: If I'm honest, mate, I, I support rugby. I mean, just obviously, rugby. I'm from Bath, so... Just support rugby. Just rugby yeah that's
0: yeah, it. Go I, watch, I agree i like, i'm more of an international sort of rugby fan i would say i, I, I prefer yeah. watching the internationals than i did ever watching club um i remember yeah. the first proper game that i went to go and see was actually northampton because we played oh, okay. um, we played northampton schools in a game um my my school was a was a rugby school we didn't have a football team it was just rugby and coming from a football family that's it was a... like i want to play football Tommo, you can get on the wing. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that was before I put on some size. <laughs> I could actually sprint quite quick. Um, but yeah, we well, played Northampton and they uh, um, somehow the head of PE managed to get some tickets to the Northampton game. Northampton Saints. Can't remember who we played. But it was a good game.
1: Well, a little, little secret about me. Um, so when I was a kid, uh, I was like in secondary school playing rugby. Um I was selected to go and play for county, and I decided to not go because I was more interested in skateboarding and women. Um, well, so, go. actually, probably ran one it, of the ran it one zero of
0: the, exclusive right there.
1: May change, may change in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> Especially seen as you well know what? As friends
0: Look at looking but, at you. I never, I I could never have guessed that you were a skateboarder. I, oh
1: man, I, I was like a fanatical skateboarder for years. I um. Me and my friends, when I was like around the same age, 14, 15, we raised the money like through events, car washes, et cetera, uh, auctions to get a skate park in my local village, which was Stokes and Michael. So that skate park that's there now is because of myself and my friends. Um, so that was that job. was my first introduction to the oh, like, yeah,
0: That's pretty cool. I was shit. I I I always wanted to be able to skate or roller skate or anything like that, even 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 crack on the BMX. But shit, just I'm just
1: awful at it. Um, Mate, I wasn't I've, bad on a scooter.
0: Honest- I could I could I could hold my own on a scooter.
1: Well, that, they're all the craze right now. To oh, be ele-
0: electric ones, though, aren't they?
1: Yeah, Those I mean,
0: covers.
1: and most most board sports. Um, the only one I haven't done is. Um, surfing which is something i'd like to try but i've done so i started skateboarding then we went to mountain boarding which is basically a skateboard with uh, little hooks over your feet and big tires uh then i became a wakeboard instructor um and i snowboard as well um oh, there we go I've longboarding as well so so yeah i'm, I'm a dream. bit trades master of none though that's the problem
0: yeah i, I was a bit like that when it when it came to sports, mainly team sports, so I could hold my own in pretty much any team sport, including basketball, before anyone goes, Tomorrow, you're five foot six. There's no way you play basketball. Hey,
1: fucking hey, National talk, League, baby. You you bring this up every time we talk.
0: I do. It's because it, it's my complex. <laughs> you are, it's, a, it's a proud moment for you, isn't it? It's a problem. It moment. is. It is. But yeah. yeah so, I, should um, be, so
1: should be. So should be. But yeah,
0: playing play team sports. I was. But I always, I always fell back to football because it was like, that was, that was the love, the love was in football.
1: I, I keep falling bet- back to rugby, to be honest. Um, I still like dip in and out of it. Um, but yeah, I literally... You are built for
0: rugby though, aren't you? Look,
1: look at yeah, I rugby, mean, here. yeah, that, that, it does kind of go well for me. I might actually try league uh, this summer. I keep getting asked to go and play rugby league because it's a bit more my style. Very much like run hard, run fast, run straight. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and just big that's hits. Like... I love putting big in hit. a big hit.
0: G- yeah. giving, giving and receiving of a big hit is always good. Yeah, so, always. I think that's like the, uh, just the, the side of rugby when it, because when, it, it's such a gentleman's sport. But like, even if you do get absolutely clattered, you're like, fucking good tackle, mate. Yeah, like football. You get up and you go, you fucking cunt, fucking taking me out like that. You fucking where? But rugby, you're like, good tackle, mate. I'll get
1: you. Yeah, next that's one. it. But I mean, it's it's the same with like. I, that's why I really like the idea of like rug, rugby because they they are gentlemen. It's the same as if you meet. I'm sure like you've had a lot of UFC fighters on um, and MMA fighters. They're usually the most humble people because oh, yeah. they know it's like. Jordan Peterson, who I'm a massive fan of, he says that you need to be like a monster, but you need to know how to control it. You need to be have it under control. And that's exactly how I see that it should be because I've met plenty of like MMA fighters, most of my friends that used to work for me on the doors, uh, borderline professional fighters. Um, and we did some UFC events and stuff. And they're all really lovely because deep down they know they could
0: yeah. fuck you up easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's like that old trade. I think it's Tim Kennedy that, that said it. You should always be be wary of the calmest person in the room when it when it comes to that sort of stuff. If someone if something's kicking off, you want to be wary of that m- m- fucking bloke over there meditating or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, yeah. Do you, what do you make of that I mean, fucking geezer that's popping up on, like, McDojo and all that? Is it the Detroit tactical bloke i is don't know in... i've not
1: know i have not noticed anything Mate, not heard anything he
0: he is giving out some awful advice when it comes to self-defense
1: oh really well yeah. there's,
0: there's a lot of things like that um but, and a lot of dangerous. people that do that. like date like is he's dangerous saying, yeah yeah he's like this is how you disarm a guy with a shotgun, and he like will grab the barrel of the shotgun, and fu- you're like, "What? What are you doing? You've just been shot yeah. four times in in that drill." <laughs> Fucking mouth.
1: Mate, there's 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 some there's some idiots online. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is, <laughs> yeah, including us. Look at us. We're, we're, oh yeah, we're I'm I'm the online. biggest idiot, mate. I'm the biggest idiot. I've still got a chimp, hey, I'm, chimp brain. I'm a self. Self-professed uh, idiot and moron, um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things where people like, but even if it is good advice, some people still want to bring it down. It's like, oh yeah. There's, I've been told a lot about this. Um, I don't know if you follow a guy called Liver King. Um, I
0: don't follow him. There's many reasons why I don't.
1: Okay, but... well, if anyone who does, basically. He's got a phenomenal physique. He's a monster. He does very, like, uh, ancestral and primal sort of workouts and eats, like, raw meat and stuff. And people are just giving him loads of, like, jip and trying to bring him down. The way I look at it, right, because a lot of them are saying, oh, he's, you know, he's not telling everyone he's on steroids or whatever, which, do you know what? He may be, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. my view on this is, right, the guy's got a phenomenal physique. He Like he's trying to get people to do more healthy living, more activity, you know. And he has some great workouts. He has some great ideas for workouts. Nutritionally, I don't really listen to it because it's not something I'd ever do. But all the people that are going, oh, he's on loads of steroids, he's on all this. Uh, When when you're that kind of polarizing character that he is, he's going to have children and young lads looking up to him. It would be irresponsible of him to be promoting the fact that if he did or does do anabolic steroids you know and this is the thing like people are looking for a reason to bring this guy down yeah because yeah, they don't, people don't like good. success
0: people don't like success
1: exactly um, and, okay. and
0: yes he, he has some far out there views in terms of his supplement use and and whatnot but you know each of their own i'm not a, i'm not a huge fan of him um just because uh, i don't like uh, the fact that he talks about himself in the third person that is yeah that is one of the big there, things there is that <laughs> There it's is those that. little things that wind me up. It's like just just be but also he's 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 a brand now. He's he's doing That's, it. That's exactly my point. He's selling he's selling himself. Good for you, good, good for you. Also, yeah, it's working. People you know, don't but... realize, and you you you'll probably agree with me on this. If he is on steroids, also, so what if he is? He's not hurting anyone.
1: Exactly. Like you don't just uh,
0: you don't just inject yourself in the ass with some steroids and you get an almighty six
1: pack like he's got and and a fucking hint. It's hard work, mate. It is I mean, this you you know, I'm an ex-competitive bodybuilder. Um I used anabolic steroids. I know what like I know what it's like. I did my research, I know what they do, uh the potential like risks or downfalls I you know. It was part of the process of learning for me. I really enjoyed learning about anabolics and nutrition and things like that. And I still have some stupid knowledge locked away somewhere. But like the thing is, is people get this like stigma, or they believe everything that the government's put out about these steroids. Okay. That you know, you're not gonna you're gonna have a small penis, and you're gonna like have roid rage, and like I you're that just anyway gonna be aggressive, that, right? Without even yeah exactly you. Right. not the small penis that I'm fucking packing but the <laughs> rake <laughs> uh, I mean there's plenty of people that told me that you are a big dick I don't know if they said you yeah, have oh, a big yeah, dick yeah that's,
0: that's <laughs> what it is I am a big That you got it spot on <laughs> Um
1: the thing is mate if if you've got an aggressive personality like I wouldn't suggest you take test because test is the what gives you your go- girl and your like uh, masculine traits so why would you need to amplify it right but they were they were produced for athletes so i mean yeah. they were you know, that's why scientists made it to help athletes like and people who think that people in the olympics and that aren't using them in their off season they're very mistaken they're very naive you know i really hate the whole subject with lance armstrong you know what a stud that guy is i don't like I, you know, I don't... What he did wasn't right, but... But also, if you actually,
0: if you, the, the thing with Lance, if anyone's actually watched a documentary, it's not like he was the only one doing it.
1: Mate, the, the, they tested all of them, and it was like the person in 17th place... Yeah.
0: but fair was play ...was the first guy,
1: person to not <laughs> be tested positive. Right? He didn't get, get enough get, credit.
0: Number no, 17.
1: Yeah. Like... In seventeenth place, all the rest were doing exactly the same, and yeah. that why winds me up because they just absolutely like hung him out to dry yeah. and shot him down. Like it's, the guy's it's, a stud. Whether he did a, it, it, it's or... a
0: crazy one. I don't, I don't know if you if you're on the same sort of mindset as me on this, but i I don't mind them doing it because obviously they're not hurting anyone. They're all doing it. I, I know where you go with this, and yeah. you and you want to you want to see them break these fucking records. I want to see Usain Bolt's record get broken in 100 metres.
1: Okay, yeah, I agree.
0: Like And powerlifting, things like that. Not a problem.
1: Yeah. Not a problem. Fight sports... I know where you're going with this. It's a different matter. Fight sports are a different matter. Yeah, I, I completely agree. However, the only thing I will say is I do believe that the use of something like like uh, human growth hormone or um, just TRT dosed uh, testosterone I don't think that would be an issue in any sport because no. uh, because it? testosterone yeah. will help you recover yep it's a natural like thing it doesn't it. Act- yeah, exactly your body makes it and actually science shows that most men after the age of like 35, their testosterone levels drop massively right? right so that's why people's metabolism slows down that's why they begin like there's more issues with depression they get like slower like lazy that's why now trt especially in america is quite a big thing because these doctors have recognized yeah. that people's testosterone drops and it's not good it's not healthy right now the subject you get on with the combat sports and you know, amplifying their per- their performance to hit harder. I completely agree with you. It's it's yeah, yeah. dangerous. That, that's what that's it what should be at. like moderated. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I completely agree with you. Like it should because be moderated.
0: But the, the the UFC had for for so long, they had the TRT exemption for people that would test low testosterone. Yeah. However, that then turned a bit into a circus, and you ended up with people yeah. like fucking Victor Belfort who had traps that were coming out of his ears, and you were yeah. like, hang on a minute. Something's yeah, it's not right there. Then he kicked yeah. Michael Bispin's face off and lost his eye and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I completely um, agree with you. Going go to your, your touching on the TRT thing about depression and, and the low testosterone and things like that, I had a, a chat with uh, Danny Fitzgerald, who is, the, is a boxing coach. Yeah. And he was talking to me about TRT because he was saying that perhaps with my depression, I may have had a dip in my testosterone. He said I should have um, possibly, this is this is another avenue that you can go down that not many people realise. Like I could have gone to the doctor and said, could you test my uh, testosterone and see if I'm producing enough? Yeah, Perhaps I could have had TRT to boost my testosterone and that could have got me out of my slump. Instead of going, here's some antidepressants,
1: take them. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. Now, what's interesting is the science shows that people that... Um, obviously, everyone's different with their testosterone levels anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, you know, some people have genetically got more testosterone than others. Um, but the people that do hard things... So, say, someone like myself, who has a very physical job. Um, I do stupid things like push, push myself physically in the gym through... Uh, strenuous workouts, climbing mountains with weight on my back and stupid shit like that those things actually do increase your testosterone levels and it's the same with MMA fighters, if yeah. you actually test an MMA fighter before before their fight, right, both both competitors and you test the one who wins and the one who loses, a testosterone would have, the winner would have rose yeah. by a significant amount and the person who loses might have actually dipped but people that do hard and strange things generally produce more testosterone, like, because it, you know, that it signals your body that it needs it. So, because yeah, yeah. my it's body... I was the your type situation. Your, your body's
0: like, yeah, your body's if like hang on a
1: minute. Pushing, you're continually pushing your body and it needs to recover from these strenuous workouts, yeah. you know, work, whatever. That's why your body will continually produce more testosterone. And I think that this may be a reason why men's testosterone levels naturally now are lower than they were because not so many not so many men are doing the hard physical laborious jobs because most things are either done by robots or they're in offices or they're working from yeah. home you know they're not having to do these physical jobs of putting a house up or hunting or anything like that and i think maybe that is one of the you know many factors of why you know, men are struggling in society today because testosterone is lower. I think it's like yeah. 25% lower than it was like a 100 years ago. It's like
0: that old which, saying, isn't it? Um, hard times... Oh, fucking, I fucked
1: it already. Oh. Uh, the hard times... Yeah, so, um, strong men create easy man. times. Easy times weak men. Weak men create hard times. There you go. That's yeah. the one. I fucked it. Lee yeah. it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's one of my favourite sayings because I believe that we're in uh, we're in hard times because we have um, a plethora of you know weak uh, a weak society. I won't just say men, um, but yeah, I think yeah. you yeah. know on humanity is is like one of the best and one of the worst times to be alive. You know, I agree. I agree. It's. Great because look at every—I think it was like in seventy or eighty years ago, not not even eighty years ago. We didn't even have freezers, like, and okay. look at where we are now. We yeah, have gone so people like myself, the kids from the eighties, you know, we say that we live in the best age because we got to see a little bit of, you know, the old. Yeah, old we got. We, yeah, I agree. And now we're seeing, we're seeing where we're going. I mean, not that. I necessarily agree with a lot of things of where we're going but it is a great time to realize like the medical uh, progression you know we're i know that it's hard to say this but we are healthier we're living much longer you know it's, it's it is a good time like you know we're not dying from any as many diseases and things like that i mean it, it's hard to say that during what's a pandemic um i say that in air quotes just because that's a very touchy subject um, is, yeah. um but you know it is a good t- great time to be alive i think there's a there's a saying that we've got paleolithic minds which means we're very like um our minds are very moldable very influential like yeah. advertising uh you know media etc we've got uh, ancestral uh institutions so like our laws and everything are still from the ages ago <laughs> like yeah they're, yeah they're ne- never changed like most of the laws are wrote with a feather by a candlelight and they're still the same, you know. And we've got godlike technology. So I believe that we're struggling to adapt to where our technology has gone because it's adapted so fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're not adapted to communicate in the way that we are right now. Or well, I don't believe we are. Like, you know, you should be able to sit across from someone, look them in the eyes hear the empathy or the tone of their voice um, you know be able to read signals facial reactions yeah yeah very rare this is why i love podcasts because you get an opportunity to do that like you get to have like a conversation that's usually uninterrupted for a couple of hours you know and you get to you get a feel for what someone's actually about yeah. where everything now is so quick text that like i'm quite a blunt person by nature the way that I talk and if I text sometimes people think that I'm after lol after most of my messages because yeah. I don't want people to think being pissy. Yes, I,
0: I have to do the same lol or even with the missus I'll have to put like a, a kiss or something at the end. Yeah. But if I don't yeah. it's like what's the matter with you? so like, I'm
1: at work. Yeah. I know but we're not designed to communicate so like quickly. No. We're it's not. All through, no.
0: We're, like, we're we're designed to be in
1: in yeah, communicating tribes yeah. and, and and I mean yeah, like we can't, we are going to have to adapt, but you know, it, it is hard for us to catch up and adapt to how quick the technology is improving. Yeah. And you know, maybe maybe language is going to change, you're going to need to, because when someone's typing something, you can't see any like empathy in their like it's, it's eyes a, or uh, facial it's like, a, expressions. It's
0: a, it's a crazy thing reading a text or an email. Because you read yeah. it how you're interpreting it, like you say. Exactly. you could say to me, like Sean, what whatever, whatever this fucking sentence is, and I'm like, the fuck's the matter with you? I'm gonna email yeah. back and you're gonna be like, what's yeah. the matter with him? And it's all started because I just read your fucking message wrong. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Things can get misinterpreted. So like I, I,
0: I have to I have it at work. So my line manager, because like 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 yourself, I'm quite blunt. And my emails yeah. do come across blunt. I do it on purpose because I want people to know that I'm being serious when I'm sending this yeah. fucking message. He had to sit me down and take me through a, a, like a little lesson on writing emails. And he was like, remember, with the, with the tenants and the client and things like that, you have to be pink and fluffy. I was like, yeah. you're telling me I have to be pink and fluffy? He was like, yeah. yeah. I went, Me? And he was like, yeah. And I went, fuck's sake. I went, why can't I just tell them that they're a dickhead? So-
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like, well,
1: you can. It's, I was like, All right. It's actually funny. Like, um, th- this is this actually uh, relates to me, uh, even on a face to face level, right? So, um, something I've had to adapt about myself because it took me a long time to realize that uh, the, I'm quite an intimidating person to meet um, due to the fact that I'm six foot one, ex competitive bodybuilder, like, you know, tall, dark, whatever. And All dark, people- handsome. I, for yeah, for I, I mean i was i wasn't gonna say that but <laughs> like you know by by image you would most people would class me as like a stereotypical sort of alpha looking male like yeah, um yeah. and i didn't realize how intimidating that is to people so now because i enjoy connections with people and i enjoy interacting with people and you know learning about someone else's life and whatnot i've had to adapt how i talk to people instead of being the blunt like just Say it as I see it, kind of person. I now yeah. empathise with how someone might view me. So I now am quite submissive uh, when I meet people to make them feel comfortable, so they don't see that I'm because most people that see me think like I think going to think it's a dick, like you know, or he's a threat because we're we're designed to like yeah, yeah. like as a, you and I both men, we look at another man, be straight away look at him as if Is he going to be a threat, right? It's the same for everyone. And that's why now, because I enjoy these interactions, I have to adapt how I am because of the fact that I'm, you know, a bigger guy and it's, I don't want people to see me as a threat or I'm going to be a dick. I want them to feel comfortable so that we can actually interact email. You know, they can't hear the empathy or the understanding or the, like, you know, the compassion within like the words that I'm saying to try and talk to someone, it's, it is very difficult. Um, I, I really struggle with uh, like even writing things on social media. I'm, I try and be very careful of how I word things because I can sound so blunt that people think that I'm just being aggressive or whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting, Like it's, um, I'm sure you've come across it.
0: You know, I, I, I get that, obviously I don't have the intimidating stature. Is what you do. Is yeah. I'm I'm a battle dwarf, so I don't, I don't actually I don't, <laughs> saying that, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say dwarf is the dwarf allowed these days. I I, I You
1: know what off. I have no idea what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say.
0: Yeah, um, not that we care here on the Granite Zero Poker, but um
1: No, no, but we also don't want to upset people. I'm no, sorry. we also
0: don't want to upset people, um, especially those that are close to my height. Um, but yeah, um so I've always been, in, in terms of meeting new people, I'm more of a, I'm quite an introvert. Most people don't believe me when I say that. They're like, fuck off.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, well, no, I am. Until you know, until you know me, I don't really come yeah. out of my shell. Like, first, when I first started the podcast, it was hard to, I used to get all fucking, all, all sorts of anxiety going on. Like, before I'd come yeah. down to the shed and go, right, let's finally have a chat, press record before I'd be I'd be pacing in the house I'd be getting like worked up she's like and the missus is like what are you doing it's like oh I don't know if it's going to go well I don't know if I'm going to come out my shell but now I'm sort of more relaxed because I've done it I've done well this will be 126.
1: Well congratulations to you for that that's impressive. Thank you very um, much.
0: But, but yeah okay, I've, so always, I've always I've always been quite quite shy in terms of meeting new people like when I went on the inner armour course I was quite in my shell I'd be on my phone just flicking through Instagram for no reason I'd already been through like I already completed Instagram but I'll still yeah. still fucking scroll through it's like I don't want these other fucking military blokes to come and have a chat with me because it's like these there's like one bloke with a fucking MBE that led the charge in fucking Iraq in 03 and all this and I'm like oh they've, they've done bits and I'm sort of soppy bollocks over it. It's got fucking depression and et cetera. Et cetera. But do you know
1: what? <laughs> is, is that? And that is in your own head. Yes, right? exactly. So exactly. This, this is the thing. And actually, that's the same as how I was. I was like, I would not make an effort with someone unless they made an effort with me or I wouldn't really like be forthcoming a conversation um until my uh friendships or my opportunity for friendships or even just conversations yeah, because but yeah. it was my issue and if I now that I know that I enjoy these conversations it's something that I had to change. Yeah. And you know and I was exactly the same as you like I was introverted. It's like even now like I don't want to be center of attention. Um like which I know seems very strange for someone (laughs) that has Instagram like I do and whatnot. Like I don't want to be. Yeah. I I want all the people around me to be successful. I want to help the people around me to be better. And that's actually why I believe that like, that's how I believe a leader should be. I believe that if you want to be a leader of a team or anything like that, then success shouldn't be what you're looking for for yourself. If you want the limelight, leadership is not for you in my personal I believe to be a leader you need to create a successful environment for everybody else and develop those and the success should come from your team or your like individual members you know having success but at the same time you need to have the the ownership the humbleness and the respect of if something goes wrong first and foremost it's on you like that's what a leader should be you know?
0: Totally agree. I, I do it at work. I, I I actively want my officers to be the best that they can be around me. Yeah. And if they if they've fucked up for whatever reason, I'm the first one to say, no, that that's that's on us. That's on me. Yeah. Like yes, I might go back and give them a bit of a fucking chewing for yeah. fucking up, but at the end of the day, is I was always taught is a bit more of a sort of a military thing, shit rolls downhill. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the in first. I'll take it and say, No, nah, that's my fault. They're my officers. Yeah, I've trained them. Once that once they're fucking out of the way, hey dickhead, come on. Yeah, do you need to do a bit more training? Do you need to do a bit more of this? Because what yeah, or doing... how how can I
1: help you to make yeah. this not happen again? And that's yeah. exactly what I mean. It's about having that like Jocko talks about it massively. Uh, you know, extreme ownership. It's yeah, it's only like, in- I like Jocko. I like Jocko. Yeah, I've, mate. What? What? Savage. Um, yeah, unreal. Um, what an intelligent gentleman as oh, well. It's, like.
0: it's a, it's a complete opposite of to my, my predecessor at work. Um, I, I remember I, I, messed up once. I didn't unlock a building for, for a viewing or something. Something fucking pish like that. It was something. Yeah. And he got a chewing, right? But instead of him taking the chewing and then calling me in and saying, what happened? How can we move on from this? And so it doesn't happen again. He told me that I had to phone the person up, apologize and say it was me. He was like, all my fault. And I was like,
1: "Yeah,
0: whoa. I was like, I thought we were (sighs) on one team. But um, but yeah, he's no longer works there.
1: Well, I, that, you know that speaks for itself um, you know it's um, I, I have this massive belief that actually so many of the issue, issues in society today are all surrounded by insecurity like yeah. I believe that insecurity is the base of most society's problems um, and you know most people say that the ego is the enemy and I really don't think that that's the case because you know ego for me i believe that ego is a, a defense mechanism for uh insecurity so yeah. if i was to say something to you that say would upset you i don't know like say we'll, we'll use your short example say i called you short right fucking rude and yeah carry on yeah exactly <laughs> but say, say, say that was something that was an insecurity or an anxiety of you yeah, you yeah. would potentially come back to that with like an egotistical like response right or an aggressive response because that's an emotional defense mechanism because it's something that triggered an insecurity or you know it's upset you or whatever which if i was to do that it's actually a reflection of the person i am because as someone that now is very like happy and content with the person i am i have no reason to put anyone else down i mean if you do something stupid i'll tell you the truth i've got no reason to put you down because actually i'm content in myself so i don't need to put you down i want you to be better and be the best version of yourself and if i can help you do that then you know more power to you but people will tell you that ego is the enemy yeah but if we didn't have ego we would not have teslas that now do uh 060 in like 1.9 seconds we would not have uh olympic records broken ego is what drives some of our best attributes and some of our worst attributes and it's actually something that i'm hugely passionate about and what i want to try and achieve eventually is i want people to become more emotionally intelligent and i think it's something that we should be talking about a lot um in society today um because i don't think people know how to deal or manage or recognize or be honest to themselves about their emotions and how to use them as tools yeah. or you know because i agree everyone's looking for they say happiness Mm. happiness is a fleeting emotion it's the same as anger it's the same as sadness it's the same as jealousy all these things are very fleeting right and I don't think you should be looking for happiness because it's such a short-lived thing and wait it's like people that take drugs it's why because it gives them a high but then they have a massive crash and that's what I why I don't believe it should be happiness in the situation it should be contentment so you should be looking for like a you know, a nice level sort of playing field yeah, yeah. where you have a little bit of happiness and then you have a little bit of hardship, etc. rather than these massive highs, massive lows, you know, but it's, it's no, actually. I,
0: I agree. And like you said, a lot of people aren't in touch with their emotions well, anymore. Well, we're not taught to like, yes, you're not. No. However, like at the minute, my, uh, my eldest, especially my eldest, um, at their school, that they are starting to teach them um, different different things. Um, I know that she went through a, a stage of learning a lot about mental health, um, and they and they were using the analogy of Winnie the Pooh, um, because right. each each cat that I don't know if this is complete gen, or if it's something that the person taking the lecture was using as an example was the characters in Winnie the Pooh are all different states of mental health like sort of issues you've got winnie the pooh himself who's an overeater um piglet very shy very anxious tigger adhd eeyore depression etc and they were using these examples and my daughter came home and she was telling me about and i was like wow i went when i was at school i never got anything like that i was like i'm actually quite happy that they're doing that that's one of the things that eventually whether it's this year next year year after i want to start getting into more going into schools and started doing different lectures i saw uh, a friend of mine matt creel who is the uh, ceo of tidy butt which is a mental health charity in wales i've actually got reese thomas who's his counterpart coming on the show on tuesday and they go into schools um and it's like that's where we need to start is in in schools Teaching exactly uh,
1: exactly what I'm trying to um, establish on how I'm going to do it myself. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about. Is how to get into schools and do these discussions on yeah, yeah. emotional I, intelligence, I, I, totally agree. self-awareness. Because I think, like I said earlier, like we're not adapting as well as we think to like you know the. M- stupid insane speed that technology is growing you know and it is having a massive and ev- detrimental and like you said as well mind.
0: everything is is quick now as well like
1: yeah
0: even, even down to the things that we're watching kids are watching tiktok reels shorts yeah. on on youtube they're all like 30 seconds long and it's like oh that's cool next one oh it's a yeah. girl shaking her ass ah oh, cool
1: yeah it Too is and it's, it's attention span <laughs>
0: They've gone from taking photos on Instagram to now TikToking dance moves.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's a very strange strange spot.
0: Here's one for you. I don't know if you, if you know this, if you watch a movie. Yeah. And the way movies now will take, for example, Spider-Man or the Avengers or something like that. Each frame is literally four seconds. So it'll be what one, two, three, four, quick, it's change, changed angles or whatever. It's because yeah. it's, it needs to be like that. Otherwise people are like, this is a fucking long, boring scene. Yeah. It's, it's no. It is- I, I, was watching, I was watching one the other day and I was like, this is changed, like everything's changing so quick. And then you watch a movie like um, 1917 and you're like, that's just one long shot. That's brilliant.
1: I mean, that, that film in itself was incredible. Um, and how they did it was you know um yeah it was insane um w- you know what a film um it's do you know what it's funny it's because our attention spans have changed like I said everything's so quick yeah you know it's like i don't know when I was a kid we'd like I had a i think it was a sega mega drive right and I used to be able to on a Sunday night, if I'd been good all week, I'd get to play on my Sega Mega Drive on Sonic or something like that for like an hour on a Sunday night, and that that would be that would be a joy to me. That like that would be a pleasure. Now, you know, kids have got iPhones, they've got everything that they want, they've got everything at the like touch of their hands and the buttons. It's it's a very different world, and like I said, I don't think we're adapting that well to it at the moment. But it's yeah. just so I quick. Think, but... I think
0: also the like said, the plethora of information that is out there on the internet now. Yeah. But it's also sort of run by your algorithms yourself. So say, for example, you're an anti-vaxxer. We'll use that yeah. as an example. And okay. you type in something about the vaccine. Yeah. More than likely, you're going to get something that will go to the things that you've been searching already.
1: Yeah, it's like that um, documentary... Um oh what was it the social media one um oh um, social dilemma yeah that's it like bloody, it bloody shows the doc. algorithm Actually, how they work is they send you the stuff that you're going to be more like upset about because they know that that is the things that people respond to the most yes. because like i mean again it's it's we're, we're all flawed by like just even within our you know makeup or whatever but like the things that upset us are that, like, if I gave you ten compliments, right, throughout the show, said you're good looking, you know, you're a really nice guy, etc. cetera. And then high. I said, I said that something like derogatory or nasty towards you, that would be the one thing that you remember, as opposed to all the compliments. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, because we we are wired to see the negative rather than the positive. Um, what I think. You know, like I said, again, it's down to this learning about your emotions, being more self-aware, because, for example, I'm very content with the man I am now. I'm very happy with my morals. I still have flaws, but I'm happy with the person I am. Right. So that means that it doesn't matter to me if someone likes me or not. I'm a very reasonable person. I'm a very reasonable person. Like someone can change my mind about something. I'm very open to debates and like talking about things that we disagree on. That's great. It's fine. But that's because I'm content in who I am, so no one can really hurt me because I know my flaws. If someone says to me, "Yeah, you're a bit, you know, self-absorbed," I can be like, "Do you know what? You're right. I can be, but I'm working on it." Yeah. Right. But that is coming from someone that's extremely secure with who they are. And if yeah, I was man. to insult you, like I said earlier, it, that's a reflection on them or how they view you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. And that's something that, again through self-awareness, through being honest with yourself and learning about your good points and your bad points. Yeah. You can become content and happy with who you are. And that yeah, is something it's I believe like everyone said, deserves.
0: It a, it's a lot of work, but at the end of the day, oh. what what <laughs> what thing is better out there than to make better than yourself?
1: Well you know I, I mean? think it was the Stoics that said uh I think it was um it wasn't Epictetus, it was um Aurelius, I think it was, who said that it's every person's duty to be the best version of themselves that they can be. You know, this is our own lives. The
0: He's living the dream. I know,
1: I know, I'm living cliche. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: no, it's it's, it's good. That it, it, you're right. You're right. Like it took me ages to like not read comments, not engage with other trolls, not not. Look for things that annoy me on Instagram because they do. There's so much stuff that annoys me. Uh, I
1: think one of the things that I like. Do you think that The Rock ever sits down and reads his comments? Oh no! Like definitely not. Exactly why? Because he has too much time. He doesn't have time to do something like that, yeah. right? That goes happy as fuck. Like, like I said, you don't care no matter what you do. Someone will always find a reason to put you down, and like I said, that's a reflection on them. It's like yeah, there's
0: a there's a big thing at the minute there with um Dan Br- Brazilian or Brazilian or whatever his name is. He's come out and went the rocks, the rocks not real. It's like no shit. Uh, <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, he's got a better body now in his fifties than he did in his forties and his thirties. But he's also working like a fucking race. Yeah, horse. and
1: he's, he's inspirational, like. He, you know, he was one of the first people that I ever heard say, like, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And he is a walking example of that, because anyone that speaks of him that actually knows him in person says what a lovely guy he is and what a hard worker he is. Yeah. But, but
0: yeah, why like you, someone said, you always get people that want to bring you down. Always do. But like, even fucking Rogan what, in the minute, apparently... Sorry? Medical professionals are trying to get Joe Rogan fucking cancelled off Spotify. It's like, good luck with that.
1: It's yeah, like, good luck with
0: that one. Because people haven't tried to do that already. It's like, just because he's oh. actually given proper journalistic knowledge and actually having... Well, the
1: thing is, like, like this... but Well, I'm sure you know, obviously he got uh COVID, didn't he? Right. Yes, he did, yeah. So Joe Rogan got COVID and he come out saying... We chucked the kitchen sink at it, right? So yeah. he described how they use monoclonal antibodies. They used um, ivermectin. Iver- yeah, right. no, ivermectin, we used it on... Um, we have sheep, right? Uh, like the people that I work with, they've got sheep. Ivermectin will... You spray it on them and they won't get fly strike for like six months or a year. Very powerful drug, right? Yeah. It's also... Um, used for um, parasite, uh, like parasite um, diseases and stuff in humans, and it yeah. was given a Nobel Prize for yeah, its-, yeah, yeah. its work. They also did it for malaria. Billions it? Of, yeah, billions yeah. of studies on how safe it is, etc. Yeah. CNN reported saying that Joe Rogan takes horse tranquilizer <laughs> for COVID. Yeah, right. That is the sort of shit that the media are coming out with now, right? And it is absolutely clutched, like clutched diabolical. Clutching at straws. Again, like we said, we're, we're all wired to look at the negative. Why do you think all the headlines are, you know, negative? Like, do you know what I've said? I think I said this to you last time. The media doesn't give you the, you know, the full story. It's for clickbait because yeah, now, yeah. We can get information so quick. Twitter's usually quicker than the news. So yep. you can find out something on Twitter almost instantly, or someone's videoed it and uploaded it and it goes viral. So the news isn't so significant I'm, I'm, like it I'm, used to I'm be. I've generally stopped listening to the news or stopped watching
0: the news. Like for the last, I oh, don't no, I couldn't even tell you when.
1: Like, the thing is, the media's owned. It's owned by like billionaires. Like, so it's not like, It's not objective.
0: Yeah, Um, exactly.
1: (laughs) Like that's that's why they don't like Rogan. No, they're they're not giving you the facts. They are giving you what they've been told to say, or you know, they're giving you a version or an angle. Like it can be even political or whatever. Like they're not just giving you the facts, and they're giving you the the worst story and headlines. Like I don't care who Kim Kardashian's fucking. I don't care which Love Island stars like cheated on someone or anything like that. I want to know something good. I want to know like about the scientists that have developed, uh, you know, vaccine that cures something like I want to know good information, not useless garbage or (laughs) fake, fake stuff. It's like this whole pandemic is just been just insurmountable about amount of misinformation, scaremongering, And it's just brainwashing people to be so divided, you know?
0: But that's what they also want, is is for people to be divided. Because obviously, like you said, people will then go into that mode. Oh, I'm part of the vaccine tribe. I now no longer like anti-vaxxers.
1: Well, the thing is, mate, like, never in the history of pandemics have we ever been forced to take something. No, correct. Right? Correct. like have our liberties taken away from us to take a drug that we don't have that has been like fast tracked through all the usual requirements um and you know i'm not an anti-vaxxer right i'm not i haven't been vaccinated um my reasons are i don't think i need it i had covid i got over covid very quickly um I believe I only had COVID because I didn't sleep for three days because I was on a massive party weekend. <laughs> um, oy, oy. <laughs> yeah. my, girlf- my girlfriend had come in contact with someone who had COVID, and we both got it. Uh, um, I was ill for uh, like literally a couple of days, yeah. heat sweats, very fatigued, and then I was over it. Right now, the science shows that when- if you've had the COVID, the antibodies are like yep. things like thirteen times stronger. Than any of the vaccines and the booster, correct. So, why would I then need to take the vaccine now? Exactly. If the vaccine was proven to stop transmission to other people, I would completely understand and I would take it for the sake of other people. Right now, there is proof that it slows down transmission for a couple of weeks, but that's it. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated. It's still, you are still equally as likely to transmit COVID, right? So, like I said, if you want to get the vaccine, that's entirely your choice. I have no qualms about it. That's the big thing, what you just said there. If you don't want to get the vaccine, I also don't have any like qualms about it. Entirely your choice. What I don't agree with is when people like, well again, it's down to how the media's presented it and how they've made us so divisive and
0: i I agree. How they've
1: told people like they people are scared of each other, yeah, you know, and they get angry, like you know some poor you know family that has listened to the media and thinks that masks and being vaccinated is the only way that you're going to be safe. see someone like myself and I let them know that I'm not vaccinated, they're going to be angry because they're thinking. Yeah. That thinking, I'm going to be putting other people at risk. You're putting everyone at risk. It's I'm... all your fault. Exactly. Like you.
0: but exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Lee, on that. Like, I, I've had the vaccine, but I haven't had COVID. Yeah. I'm, I'm two years undefeated. Um, so I'm, I'm, Good fuck it, I'm fucking living the dream. But I got it. Uh, me and my missus had a chat about it. I was like, I'm not 100 percent sure on it, but yeah, I'm willing to take it. Um, I haven't had yeah. it, so if it stops me from getting it, all good. But if I was like you, for example, who had had it, and I've listened to the doctors that have been on Joe Rogan, I've done research, I know that yeah. the antibodies are far better if you've had it, yeah. then yeah. I, wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have had it. For example, they yeah. were saying that they're going to start doing it for kids and whatnot. I went, well, my eldest isn't having it. Jess isn't having it. She was like, why not? I went, their antibodies are fucking incredible. She went, why? I went, she's had the fucking COVID, She's had it. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, like, I, I've had um, a, a close friend of mine. Um, she's, she's an anti-vaxxer for it. But she's also sort of, I'm in mean, an R in. I was like, well, it's your decision. I was like, it's nothing I'm going to say is going to change your
1: mind because you don't want it. No. Went,
0: That's your decision. Well, you're still my mate. Went, I'm not going like, to stop you coming around because you haven't had a fucking vaccine.
1: You know what, It's really sad. Um, my, uh, some of our friends uh, were uninvited to weddings because they weren't vaccinated. Really? Yeah. Like, and they we're like family members. And I think it's really upsetting that people are doing that. And, you know, like, like we said, like we said, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. Like, it's entirely up to you. And that's how it should be. I can understand why people are so. Upset and scared because of how they've portrayed it in the media. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I agree. My my missus is fucking petrified of it. Even now, yeah. like, she's like, she'll she's had a bit of a bit of a cold recently, she was like, "Oh, I better test." It's like, when have yeah. you never done that before? I know we sort of, kind of have to now, just in case you're spreading the it. Way, like, the
1: the way I see it,
0: if you're unwell, fucking stay at home and be unwell.
1: Yeah, the way Fuck. I see it is like, how often. <laughs> How, how often do we test for the flu, right? Yeah. The flu kills like thousands of people a year, including children, right? Up if you 2020, tested. People... 2020, <laughs> <wasn't> it? <laughs> yeah. 2020, it was none, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're zero, absolutely none. We've, I mean, we've absolutely like smashed the common cold, flu, cancer, like those are things like. You know, gone this th- we should celebrate. It. Um, but you know, if you tested any given year before this pandemic, right, oh, yeah. for people with the flu, you would have probably tens of thousands of cases because there'll be some people that have got it and are fine, there'll be some people that have got it and are a bit ill, there'll be some people that get really ill from it, and there'll be some people that die from it. But like that's no different than COVID. Different. If you're gonna go and test everyone, yeah. if you're exactly. testing people willy-nilly you're going to see a rise in cases. You're going to see a huge amount of numbers because this virus, we know now that it is equally, like, it's very transmissible. It's like, it's, it spreads very easily, you know? And, and, and what mutates it, so fast. So fast. Like, what is the newest one? Like, moronic with Omicron. <laughs> but it's an anagram for moronic. Like, I fucking love that. It's fucking, It's so funny, right? One funny thing that I find hilarious is if I had said six months ago or eight months ago that I believe this virus came from a lab, right? If I said that I would be called a conspiracy theorist Yeah, I would be called crazy I'd probably be silenced on social media You type into YouTube and put in what happened in Wuhan there's a documentary by Sky Australia Sky oh. like massive media out there they get. they've they've got a documentary on how the virus actually came about and how where it originated from right Wasn't also that well, about then. no it was from <laughs> uh, there there was a lab that was create, oh, you, mean, uh,
0: you mean the big giant lab in Wuhan that deals with deadly viruses or the same
1: street that the wet market was and they were working on coronaviruses <laughs> but it's more likely that it came from a bat on a wet market. Again,
0: definitely doesn't more make likely.
1: sense, but it but is now a documentary that even the WHO, they they put together a team of people that were, were to try and find the source of the virus. They've categorically said 95% sure that it could not have come from anywhere but that lab. That is the yeah. WHO, that is their own... like task force that they that side to it but if i had said that a few months ago even now if i say it to someone they think i was just being a conspiracy theorist but honestly if you think about it logically what would you believe more oh yeah someone (laughs) from a wet market and that virus transmitted because it takes like thousands of years for something to come from animals to humans because there's a massive yeah for like cwd which is chronic wasting disease that I think it affects like deer um, and game animals in America, and they're worried like they were about uh, mad cow disease in in the UK. Like, if that ever transmitted into humans, it'd be devastating because it just eats them up from the inside out. It's horrible. They turn into like zombies. Yeah,
0: yeah. oh,
1: love
0: it. Zombie apocalypse. People... Woo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I, but I quite like yeah, it's apocalypse.
0: it's mad though because they with that wet market, it's like. Hang on. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. It is disgusting. There's fucking rats and bats and all sorts in cages and whatnot. Yes, viruses and diseases probably could spread quite easily. Yeah. But also, that's been there for forever.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> on the same street, there is a lab. A lab a <laughs> it's it's work, like they turned up and when
0: they were walking through. Where's this fucking virus come from? we'll ignore that. We'll we'll ignore that massive lab that says deadly viruses right on the door. That fucking I that that fucking bat stall. Fucking that's where it came from.
1: Yeah. I will leave you to watch the documentary to to find out the facts. And it's
0: I love a documentary.
1: Very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, you know, again, can't completely trust everything because you know. Uh, unfortunately most people now they don't read past the headline they don't question anything Um, you know if they just see a meme or something on social media and take it as gospel (laughs) I I love a meme I do love a meme but no fact checks anything like this whole pandemic if you actually looked on the government website like you know the ONS government website for the amount of deaths over like the last 10 years it would just it would make you think differently to the whole pandemic if you just went on their website and looked through the numbers yeah. it's... but people do not want to read past the headline they want their fucking information they... quick yeah they want, they want to read they want a quick fix it's like they want like if anyone within the fitness industry it's like abs yeah. in six weeks or you know everyone wants a quick fix or a pill yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like i i agree with that you one know, as well it's, it's like we would before we digressed onto this, this is the subject that we got into, it's like, we are now so, like, spoiled with things, like, I don't watch TV anymore, really why no. not, because I don't want to see a fucking advert, right, because I watch Netflix, because I have uninterrupted TV, I'll go and watch a series where I can watch the whole episode with no interruptions, because I am spoiled because if Netflix... I want to watch more than one I'll watch more than one yeah, exactly but, you know we're we're impatient because of that yeah. i will not watch the tv program now I, 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 yeah even that, to that
0: point i i literally got the premium spotify because i didn't want
1: fucking adverts oh yeah i mean listening. that's one of the best things that you could ever buy though for music like I oh yeah best month i spend yeah between audible uh which is because i don't have time to sit down and read i like I listened to all the books. It's literally
0: one of my, uh, my resolutions was actually, I'm not a big fan of resolutions, new year, new me stuff, but I'm what, what she, basically it's come from my, my eldest again, because she is so, she's a proper bookworm. She, she loves reading <laughs> books. Yeah. She will literally will read a book like for fun. And I'm like, eh, yeah. Is there a movie about it? Because I'd rather watch the movie. But then I was like, I've sort of lost that. Like, as a kid, you'd have to read his homework, you'd read at school. It's like now, I'm like, fucking read. Like, this come from a guy that wrote a book. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can't be asked. I can't be asked to read. I... But I've started to, and as controversial as he is, and as hated in some circles as he is, I'm reading Anne Middleton's new book, his mindset one, and I'm like, there's some fucking decent stuff in here. Yes, he bangs on about military stuff a bit too much at the beginning, but I'm like, some certain things that he says about building a, a, a better hey. mindset and and go and there was a little, there's a bit I should have brought it down with me. There's a bit about anxiety that you had as a kid because you always think that that race is the last race that you're going to have, and if you've not done well in it and you've lost it it's the end of the world. Yeah. And it, and it goes on like how to deal with that sort of thing. And I had to, I literally read that to my eldest the other day. Cause she was getting um, worked up that she's got her sats coming up. She's starting to flap a bit. Cause she, anytime you say there's a test, her anxiety goes through the fucking roof. Yeah. And I was trying to calm her down, like take small steps. You take the steps that you can see in front of you. Don't go too far ahead. Cause then you get lost. And she's like, yeah. Oh, oh okay. And I I read her that passage and she was like, Oh, that sort of makes sense. I was like, Yeah. Fucking well, does.
1: I'm um Aunt Middleton uh is someone I've read, I've just literally his uh I pre-ordered that book that you're talking about is sat in my audio library to listen to. I haven't yet because I don't have time, like I said, I don't have time to sit yeah. and read. So and I in I ingest. Uh, audio much better than yes, yeah, so I do.
0: If, if I'm honest, I'll probably be yeah. better off getting um, audible.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's fantastic because I can, I can go through books while I'm work at work, which is you know great. And I think I I'm the same as you really. I don't really agree with or not. I don't agree with. I'm not a big big fan of New Year's like resolutions, right? Yeah, I always, I, well, I usually have like one or two which are like fundamental to the person I am so yeah, yeah. it's like th- this year I'm back to being because I had a bit of a bad year last year like I wasn't very uh, productive or yeah yeah I've done, like, well
0: I didn't we didn't really um yeah speak much and I was like so I think I sent you a message I was like is everything all right I'm really
1: yeah no I, I, I mean we, we can talk we can talk about that in a minute like for sure like I'm happy mm. to you know explain that I, I had a bit of a tough year um but this year, my resolutions were literally, like, to be that, one, is my fundamental rule is to try and be the best version of me I can be. Um, and the second was that I want to build a better life for what I now class as my family, which is because, obviously, I don't know have if you've seen him, but or you have seen it, so me, and, me and my missus have just got a puppy, and he's yeah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Um So, I, like, that gave me a completely different view, and I wanted to build, like, a better like standard of life for all of us um yeah, yeah you know which whereas before i was quite um self-absorbed in the sense that, like i was always chasing my hobbies and what i wanted to do and yeah. you know like i'm still going to do that but i'm also going to incorporate the fact that i now have her and my you know my little boy my dog to, your boy, like, look after as well you've got the dog he of he is the dog of mischief. He really is. He's fucking brilliant, but mate. Also taken over the handsome title in this household because he is one handsome little bugger.
0: That he is a handsome pup, mate. He's lovely. As soon as I saw that yeah. you had it, I was like, "Oh, he's he's
1: mega! What a mega dog!" Yeah, yeah, he's lush, mate. He's he's um he uh. He's that he put he can put a smile on your face at any point. I mean, he can piss you off too because he pisses he like he's pissed on you. Yeah, but I'm sure he does stuff. piss you off. But then he'll probably give you that look, and you're like, I can't stay mad at you. Yeah, no, that is exactly that's like it, my, yeah. right.
0: In in terms of animal to human ratio, that's like my my youngest. So yeah, my youngest has got the world's biggest eyes. Like I literally yeah. call, I call her Puss in Boots at times yeah. because <laughs> like. <laughs> if she wants something or she's in trouble, I always say to my, my missus, when I can't look at her because she'll make her eyes ginormous and then I'm fucking Mr. Softy. Yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's but okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to say I'm a massive softy. Um, oh, so we yeah, that's, it, that's my... We, we're, we're, we're chick flick men. Love a chick flick. Yeah. Oh, I love a chick flick. Um, but going back to Ant Middleton I've read all of his books um, and him and I have a very very similar sort of uh, mindset and outlook on a lot of things um, I do believe that his ego uh, uh, is slightly more board, borderline arrogant at times but if I'm honest he's also like a lot of the times he's just talking factually and what he has achieved and yeah. what he has done is I, truly... I truly fucking impressive and yes he's also made mistakes and he owns them if you go back and read his uh, his first book and his second book i genuinely would recommend everyone to read those two because like i said he basically him i think it was his first one um like i said him and i have a very similar mindset uh we align on a lot of the way that we think or like the way that like we are um and he actually put things like it was not, it was reassuring to hear that the thought, things that I thought myself were something that he thought as well. So I wasn't sort of like just thinking yeah. bollocks, you know what I mean? It was sort of what, what a guy, um, you know? And again, like we said earlier, it doesn't matter how good you are, someone always try and put you down. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a perfect example of that because, yeah, he, he's made some mistakes. He hit a copper, like, <laughs> And he, he admits it, and he, he did his time, and he suffered for it. And, you know, I, I commend a guy like that. You know, we, we all have those times. Like I said, like, on the most part, I'm, a, if you talk to any of my friends, I'm a pretty, I'm, a, I'm an okay guy. I'm pretty, like, decent, and pretty loyal, pretty reliable. You know, I'll always try and help wherever I can, um, whether you're a friend or not. But last year, I wasn't 100% me like I a lot of things sort of happened uh that caused me to lose uh, like my confidence and my desire to chase things um and I just became a little, like a lesser version of myself and I did some things that um were not uh reminiscent of who I am normally so I was like unreliable to people that I would never really let down um not in like a really bad way just lazy I was lazy for a year like I didn't train as much I didn't work as much um you know I was not the best version of myself um and it wasn't so much that I struggled it wasn't like mental health issues I just had uh a, 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 like they like say shit rolls downhill I had a lot of shit things happen consistently for a long period of time that caused a lot like me to use methods of escapism or try to resolve issues by um yeah escapism or like trying to be very social like I spent a lot of my time like socializing and like having communicating with people and that was what I enjoyed doing rather than chasing my goals or being concerned with like myself if you know what I mean yeah I have this I have this like this quality, um, which is probably a positive thing and a negative thing. There are times when I can put other people in front of myself, and when I do that, it can become detrimental to me. Yes. Like, and I don't recognize it. That is one of my massive faults. I don't recognize it until, usually, till it's too late. Yep. Uh,
0: my uh, my wife is exactly the same.
1: When I'm at my best is when I'm focusing on me because when i'm at my best actually that then encourages the other people around me to be better yeah yeah. Um, and actually that's when i can be more helpful to them by being by being me as opposed to me trying to help other people actively
0: so my, Um, my my missus is is very much like that and she doesn't take what i say on board uh in terms of similar to you work on yourself and then everything else will sort of fall into place. Yes. She yeah. she very much likes to... She, she's a she's a mother. That's the best way to, yeah. to, to describe it. Yeah. Not only is she a mother to my kids, but to other people. She's always the first person that anyone with any fucking dramas, they'll go, oh, Kate will help me. It's like, sometimes I just went. will you fuck off with your problems for a second? She's got her own.
1: Yeah. She,
0: you know what I mean? Like no, I do. she battles, it, she battles with anxiety daily. Whether it's getting herself ready to go into, bearing in mind she's been doing the same job now, she's coming up seventeen years, she's a hairdresser. But every fucking time she's going into work to battle to get herself in the right, once she's there, she's fucking golden. But it's like the fucking anxiety takes hold, and it's like, whoa, chill, fucking one step, yeah. one step yeah. at a time. That's where that's where my the, eldest gets it from—the anxiety. Um, yeah, um, you got, got to work on yourself, and it, it's and sometimes it's it's difficult because you do think that you're being selfish. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm. I'm con- it's like someone will send you a message. Do you mind help me out? i like, sorry, I'm trying to focus on myself today. So, like, oh, all right, cheers. Selfish. It's like, well, no. If I, I'm I, not at my I best, I'm that. not going to give you the best version of myself, and that's going to. It's just going to yeah, shit rolls downhill, and, and yeah, it does, snowball effects.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because um, the thing is also like uh, I'm a very when I'm when I'm being me, uh, I'm very driven and very proactive and very like um, like I don't really stop um, and <laughs> uh, like my missus said, oh, I can tell that you're back to you being you because she goes you make everyone else look lazy because <laughs> <Like, laughs> you just make people look lazy because you do so much and you make it look effortless and sometimes that can be a negative thing because I actually expect sometimes again another fault of mine that I'm very aware of is I have a, a habit of um, like in the way that I don't ever think that I'm anything like special or anything i always think that some things that i find easy maybe i expect too much of other people because i don't um appreciate um maybe the the abilities or the things that i've done or do that have meant i have this like work ethic that i do and sometimes i can expect too much of other people because they're not all not everyone's the same not everyone has the same drive or work ethic or like proactiveness and that's something i've had to I've had to learn and be mindful of cuz uh part of me is I'm very proactive and I will go after things wholeheartedly and not not everyone has that same drive and that's okay and I had to learn that you know that's okay and some people are like that and that's just what makes them happy and what the thing that makes me the best version of me is focusing on myself and making myself happy first and then incidentally that is what actually is helpful to my friends, um, you know, because that's why, that's why they respect me the way that they do. Um,
0: yeah,
1: of course. And it's like, it's same with like your missus. I'm sure that she sounds like somebody, someone that puts in quite a lot of effort for other people.
0: Oh yeah. Too,
1: exactly, I've, I've right. told her
0: so many times that she puts too much effort in to people. Yeah. that, like, that because is She'll a, put, she'll put the effort into people that don't deserve it either.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, also she, that can she, be really hard for her uh, yeah, because not everyone will make the same effort back, no, they and don't. that can actually and, that uh, be.
0: It—it ha- it happened to her a couple of times with some. We'll, we'll call them friends. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and I said to him, "I went. They're—they're they're not your friend." And she was like, "But they are. It's—it's it's one of those. Oh, they are. They're in my contacts. Yeah, they're not your friends. But if they were your yeah. friends, they would—they would make the effort." To see if you're okay from time to time, and not just just suck all the all the life out of you. I went. Morton. I said this is going to sound really harsh, and you probably won't like me saying it. I went, but the best thing that you could probably do is cut them out.
1: Lock yeah, 100%. Them, get rid of them
0: And she's like, well, Yeah, uh, I don't know if I, I went. I've done it. I did it with friend or friends from the military that so I thought were my friends, and then it was only when i released the book and things like that that i was like oh you're you're not my friend yeah one of them happened to come to my wedding was part of my guard of honor for when i walked down the aisle and things like that it's like you're not my friend
1: yeah i mean it it is upsetting because i i'm quite similar to your partner in the sense that i put in like quite a lot of effort for friends like yeah. i will arrange things for us to do as like couples or like I'll make effort to see my friends, like because I think we should all be sociable. Like yeah. we're designed to be. I rather see someone. I don't really text people anymore. I don't like well. You know when you message me sometimes I don't reply maybe like for a day or two because I I dislike being on my phone and texting and yeah, that kind get, of communication. I'll, if I'll you want to talk to you on that, I'm all, I'm, yeah. I tend, I'm too much on my phone, if anything. Yeah, if if one of my mates wants to talk to me now most of them like my really close mates I tell them to like FaceTime you or call me because I'm not sure have a conversation you know yeah. but I put in a lot of effort to organise things so that we all get together and if for a long time I used to get upset that other people wouldn't do the same like or make the effort to see me or do things like that and it's I again it was another thing that I had to realise that some people aren't like that they don't need to be as social or yeah. they don't necessarily like my partner one of the most lovely people on the planet right but she's not very proactive (laughs) (laughs) like like you know she um and i've had to realize that's just part of who she is and like you know and that's that's fine i i'm better at organizing stuff for us to do rather than her doing it you know yeah yeah and i don't get upset by anymore because i you know they've they've proved my friends have proved their worth when i when i've needed them they've been there yeah uh, true it, friends. exactly and you've got to be honest with your friends like i think i see like friendships and relationships you know i've been with my partner three and a half four years i don't know i it's been long enough that i just can't remember um <laughs> yeah and, you know, I've been talking to a lot of my like female friends and some of my male friends that are obviously single and dating and whatnot. And it's made me reflect on our relationship. And like, I'm quite an unconventional person anyway, um, which I'm sure you can gather. I'm not like um, most people, I'm very um, strong minded and I think differently to a lot of people. And I do things that a lot of other people wouldn't see um, normal like but my girlfriend has had to adapt to the person that I've grown into as well and she's done a tremendous job of adapting to the fact like I need social interactions with people right so that means that like I'm very content and very happy in my relationship and I'm very loyal and I would never like detract from that um because I'm a very proud person and like I said I'm very morally I'm very strong very strong willed in that sense And so to me, I enjoy interactions and communications with people. Like as we become more emotionally intelligent, I love hearing other people's stories. I love like interacting, seeing what makes them tick, what scares them, you know, what's happened in their life to make them the person they are. So to me, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to a male or a female, like I just enjoy these connections. I actually usually find that females have got more emotional intelligence than guys and they're more willing to talk about like difficult subjects. Yep. My girlfriend has had to adapt to the fact that I have friends that are like female that I talk to on a, you know, not like a very regular basis, but like you know, once every two weeks or whatever. And we have like a long chat or a FaceTime or whatever. Now she she gets her friends don't think that that's right, and they think that's unacceptable, and they would never allow that. So she gets shit from her friends. Yeah. Now, that's because they said they could never say that, because but that to me is not trusting their partner. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is not trust, that's insecurity. Yeah. You know? And like I said, fair play to her, she's, you know, my girlfriend's, I mean, we still have to work it and we have to be very honest and communicate all the time, yeah, like yeah, any yeah. relationship. But, you know, I don't think society is right in that way, in the sense that, I, you know, men and women should be able to have friends even if you're in a committed relationship as long as you're respectful and obviously you know like because why would you want to like where we have like a what we class as like a long life but it's a very short short time in the grand scheme of things why would you want to like halt yourself or limit yourself to interactions and connections and communicating with other people just because they're of the opposite sex like, you're limiting your ability to uh, grow or learn or, you know. And to me, that is a, a massive thing that in society I disagree with because it's a massive trust issue. Now, that might be because some guys are idiots and they cheat on their partners. We all know people like that. I don't agree with that. But if you don't trust your partner to, like, to be respectful of your relationship, you shouldn't be with that person. Yeah, period. Definitely. The same with friends, like same as you. I had friends that actually were narcissistic and insecure. They would never like, they would always put me down, would never want to see me succeed. Like, you know, they, they want you to do so well, but not better than them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I so actually it held me back. It made me feel like I couldn't be the best version of me because I never wanted to like shine because I knew that it would just get beaten down. Yeah. I had to cut those people off. Because I'm not a competitive person, which is actually probably a flaw a flaw as well as a like a positive thing, because I could probably be better at other things if I was more yeah, competitive. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. The only person I actually ever want to be better than is myself. And like even in rugby, I'm not I'm not bothered if someone's better than me or like bodybuilding. I didn't care. I'm just not I just I'm quite laid back. If someone wants to be better than me, crack on me. <laughs> like I'll, I'll help you do it if you want like, yeah. but I always want, I want people around me to be successful and I want to be the best version of me right? and I'll help anyone to get to that but if other people don't want that or like they hold you back from that fucking cut them off Jay Morton puts it in a really good way he says you got people that are drains people that are radiators there are some people that just drain you like you, sounds like your partner's friends they just take energy away from you they just drain it out of you yeah. and then there's other people I've got like a couple of friends that when I'm around them they make me want to be a better version of me they make me want to be a better person Cause so I look at who they are and I'm like wow you know you, you know you're really like admirable in the way that you do this or your the way that you handle your job or the way that you treat your partner or your family you know and we should aspire to be around people like that that bring that out of us because yeah. like I said it's Almost a responsibility of us as us as humans to be the best version of ourselves. Surely, like you know, I I have this huge uh, opinion, and I'm sure this upset some people. Like when people get into a relationship and they like get comfortable, as we all like to say, right? And they let themselves go in, like you know, they don't make as much effort for like how they dress or like their physique or anything like that. Now, sometimes that can happen because your priorities can change, and you know you could be providing a better life, which is still progression and whatnot. But like, if a boy and a girl break up, now talking usually a bit around my age or a bit younger, like twenties, whatever. What's the first thing a girl does or a guy does when they break up with someone? They go straight to the gym, yeah, yeah. and they get them in better shape, right, to attract a new person. They try and. Look their best to attract the person. Now My version, my view is, I've got the person that I'm in love with, right? So why would I not want to be the, want to be best, the, best, the best version I can be of myself? Yeah. For totally the person better. that I'm in love with, not let myself go or let the effort go, and then ramp it back up if I became single to attract someone new. Because that's not that's not how it should be. You should wanna be the best version of you for your partner. You should also want your partner to be the best for themselves. And you should help them achieve that. And again, it's a a thing I strongly think in society is is wrong. And again, it sort of leads to, so like a lot of things lead to a lot of mental health issues now. I strongly believe that the rise of women has in like modern society has left men in a very unsure position. And I believe that that's a, a lot of the reason men men are struggling. I'll, I'll explain that. Um, yeah, but, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, ta- I'm waffling a bit. But, um, no, no, no. I'll, you know me, I love a tangent and a waffle. Yeah. <laughs> Usually for so breakfast. I, you know, like, you know <laughs> 50, 56 years ago, like men were the the strong providers, the money makers, you know, and the women were at home and they looked after the children probably a bit longer than 50 years, but it wasn't that long ago that women couldn't vote and couldn't work because of contraception. Yeah, yeah. But um, now women are like equally capable of earning as much money. They're equally like successful. Um, they don't necessarily need a man to provide for them financially now, they can be quite financially independent and do you want know more power to them? Absolutely, they should be celebrated for being equally as, uh, yeah. like celebrated and strong and intelligent and capable of earning you know good money. I believe that this has left like some men with a, a lack of purpose, they're not sure where they fit in. Yeah, I, yeah, I
0: get what you're saying.
1: They're now not needing to be moneymaker or the provider and you know they're losing this sense of purpose and i believe that that's why a lot of men are struggling hugely because what what are they supposed to do now like where is their role now my belief is that as a man you should still like be slightly more dominant within a relationship because i believe that the woman should still feel safe by you and feel like if if anything goes wrong that you're the person that can turn
0: yeah, you're, you're so, still the, the rock
1: in the house. Exactly. Like, and I, you know, because let's be honest, women are attracted to competence. You know, they're attracted to feeling safe by a guy. Like, that's my belief anyway. Like that is, you know, they want a competent partner, someone they can rely on, someone that's reliable. You know, these honourable traits that men, I believe, should uphold. That's what my version of experience yeah, is. It's a, it's a but... strange
0: struggle though, isn't it? Because it's like... If you're a man and you want to be, you want to be the gentleman and things like that, and they get put down. Like, for example, if I, if I was walking to a door, I I tend to open the door first and let my wife go through because. Hundred well, Or you pick up the chair and it's like, it's just mad in it because sometimes you get called like a misogynist. You get called this and it's like, well, hang on, no, it's good manners, good manners. I, How I, I was brought up.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's, I it's think a, that's
0: like you said, it's a strange one. And, and at the minute, for for the likes of yourself and myself, we're in a very strange time where we're white heterosexual males, and it's like I don't know where I stand at the minute because <laughs> I, yeah. I could yeah. do something, and it was like, hang on, you're a racist. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, I'm not. Oh, you're homophobic. No, not that either. Yeah, uh, no, pig. It, Definitely not.
1: Yeah. It is a difficult situation. And I think, again, I still believe that this all comes down to insecurity. Like, and which, you know, it's like I'm a very confident and strong male character, but I'm very emotionally, like, aware and self-aware and emotionally intelligent. Yeah, Yeah. like emotionally intelligent, which is basically, the, the thing that that means is That means I'm able to see uh, and empathize with other people's emotions and feelings, not just my own, right? So that's what I believe emotional intelligence is, right? And I've had to learn that over years. It sort of started at the age of 30. I had to adapt who I was, and I had to break myself down. But now I'm in this position where I can empathize and see things from other, other people's point of view, which puts me in a very unique position because... It means that I can actually, like, look at situations and help people and, you know, see them from both sides. And this is why, like, this whole dynamic of, like, masculinity being attacked all the time, like being a, a like a male, like now, has adapted to how it would be 100 years ago. Like, it had to because the times have adapted. And the same role is for women because women are expected now to, you know, hold down a job like be in good shape look sexy look after the kids cook clean etc they've got a massive amount of pressure on them as well and i believe that like men have now men and women have now got to work together as a team more than ever because yeah you've got to be pure and try and be a successful team and that takes honesty that takes communication and that takes like work a relationship takes work Like my best friend and my girlfriend the other day said I don't know how to take this, but they said you'd be quite happy if you were like on your own for the rest of your life. Like and like I said, I didn't know how to take that, but like chatting to all my friends about like their relationships and dating and whatnot, that's because the work that it's taken for me and my partner to get to where we are now, the the growth and the adaption and the communication and like the things that we've been through, like I don't think I'd want to go through that again, to be honest, because it is. I agree.
0: I agree, mate. I've been, I've been with, um, with Kate now be, well, we'll be up to 14 years in September.
1: And congratulations to both of you. That's an impressive feat. It, in uh,
0: It is because if I'm honest, I am not the easiest person to live, to be with uh, at all, especially not just through my, my struggles with my mental health. It's, it's all the other stuff. In the early stages of the relationship, I, I'm not going to lie to people on here. I was a fucking cunt. I was horrible. Yeah. If I if I met that person, I, I'd want to fucking knock the cunt out. Um, but she stuck by me this this whole time, throughout whatever I did, because at the end of the day, she's she's my best best mate. She's my wife, and and then it's it's like you said. I I wouldn't want to start from the beginning again. As as exciting as most people think it is. The the beginnings yeah. of your relationship. Hey, guess what? You can do that. Even now. Yeah. I took, I, I literally text sent her a text on um Friday. I was uh, I was in a meeting with um Kent Police about stuff at work. Uh, it was coming to the end, and I went, Kate's off at the minute. Tell you what, fancy coming up to there's a pub near where I work uh, on the site, and I was like, Fancy coming up, we'll have a date. She popped. And as soon as she, she went back, she picked up the kid. She sent me a text. She was like, I love that. I love it when we just have time for it, for ourselves. I was like, see, just made her day there. It's, it, you've yeah. got to work at these things. Like you said, it's give and take.
1: It's nice, nice that you still want to do that. And like, you know, there are going to be times throughout a relationship when, you know, it's going to be hard. You might have times where you question whether it's worth it or you question if, you know you're with the right person or could it be easier with someone else whatever yeah. you know we all have these doubts and these thoughts and you know that there's good times and there's bad times but oh, it takes communication yeah like me this is this year like we've been through what i would say like three years that we've had previous to this we we're talking about like our future plans and whatnot and i said that for this year we've got like a lot of weddings to go to etc and we're saving yeah, for same. like a house and whatnot we live together but we don't own yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like this year I want us to enjoy being in a relationship together just enjoy each other this year I was yeah. like we've had so many like ups downs, good times bad times I was like this year I just want us to enjoy it just yeah. we've had a tough year yeah. let's enjoy it so we've set like things within our, our calendar year like so what we've done is we want to do every month, we're going to do, we'll go to a new restaurant we've never been to together as like a date night. Gonna and it. we're going to do, we've both cook a new recipe each month, both of us, like That's for each way. other. One, right. And another one is we've got to uh, do it, uh, make a new cocktail every month. We have one cocktail each to make a month because we really enjoy making cocktails, right? Just those little things. Little things, mate. Like oh, the I've little things said where,
0: it. I've always said. To especially to, to the missus, I was like, it's none of these big gestures, it's, it's the little things that I enjoy, even the little things that she does. Mm-hmm. Like, she is one of the most annoying people I've ever come across, but I love
1: oh, that. Mis- mis- but my, I love my, the
0: fact that she's mis- she is annoying because she yeah, gives yeah. me banter, I give her banter. Like, for example, she, she'll phone me up when I'm at work, and the way I answer the phone, which my mum would be in shock at this, by the way. I, I do the Harvey Price. So she phones me up and I go, hello, you cunt. And, she's, and <laughs> she's, uh, immediately she starts laughing. And it's like, there we go. Sweet. But it's a little thing. I made a uh, compliment. I made a Compilation. Fucking words have gone funny. I've had a whiskey and I. Um, I made a video of all the scare cams that she's done because she, she literally scares me daily.
1: Like, a compilation
0: is what you That's mean. the one. Tongue doesn't yeah. work. She she she, she, she won't like that. Um, but yeah, like I made that because she does all these scare cam videos, and then she'll send them to me. when I got you a good idea, didn't I? Um, yeah. But I thought, do you know what I will do? I. It was like five minutes long. It was just yeah, constant me jumping.
1: But <laughs> but it's that I love that. I don't think I'd find yeah, that with it's another. Like little, it's like a little bit of effort. Like honestly, I always say this right because. Anyone who like I've said this earlier, anyone who meets me, I'm like quite a big guy, you know, like I've got a, I've half a decent beard now. I can look fairly intimidating, fairly masculine. Yeah. Right. And if you seem at home with my missus, right? One, I'm I'm a self-professor, like I'm very comfortable with my like emotions and my masculinity. So I like I said to you, I like chick flicks, right? Love a chick flick. I if, if me and my missus are at home, people could hear us. We talk like idiots like we're so fucking cute together and like stupid (laughs) like we have stupid little stupid little like voices and stupid things that we do like that you know it's individual to us and it's because we can be ourselves and like you know and that's the things that like you can never replace you know and I wouldn't want to ever find again because you know that that individual to us you know why we work and why our relationship has gone through those hard times because those are the things like i said like a little bit of effort like you know we, we all like feeling loved right we all like feeling it you know important or you know like by our partner we you know a woman wants to feel like they're the only one and they're special and men should make their partners feel like they're special you should be proud yeah. to be with your partner and show them that and it's no different for a guy the guy wants to feel like he's, you know, important and loved and desired and all those things. And it's not big things. I don't, you don't need a big gesture. It's like, it's the little things. Like my, when we went through like a rough patch, like last year when I wasn't like the best version of myself, like one I think things like, I miss, like when you used to do something like, if I said I had a bad day, what I'd do is I'd go and buy like a, a little can of like, uh, porn style martini or i'd make a cocktail put a bar of chocolate and stuff and like a little note if i'd gone to yeah. the gym or whatever so when she got home she'd have like this nice tiny little gesture like a bar of chocolate and a cocktail waiting for her because i knew she had a tough day like it's those tiny little things that can make someone feel loved and wanted and yeah. that tiny little bit of thought and effort goes a long way like male or female
0: yeah I do. I buy her candles, mate. She's got a thing about candles. So if I'm doing the food, oh, shop, I, lo- I know, love a mandol. If if I if I'm not if I if I'm doing the food shop instead of doing it online, because sometimes I got to do it online because fucking time and work and bollocks. Yeah. But if I'm doing it there, I'll I'll go there and I go, oh, little candle show yet. Yeah. yeah. But I, I also know the fucking smell she doesn't like, the smell she does like, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, it's the little things, mate. My missus is is uh, is one of those chicks that likes being tickled. When I say tickled, as in, like, nice tickles.
1: Mate, mate, I'm, me and your missus, I know like, we're so similar. Yeah, mate,
0: mate, no, no, whatever lie, I fucking hate it. Like, I, oh, well. I, I wind her up, I wind her up in bed, she'll go, oh, do you mind if I, if, can I lay on your chest and you tickle my hair? I'm like, why can't I lay on your chest and you give me a tickle? And then she'll go, because you don't like being touched. And I went, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> But
1: no, then, I'm. I'm the, that but is I, the, it, I to her the,
0: other, the other week. Sorry for buttoning. Um, we were in bed, and uh I think I, I think I was ill or she was feeling ill. I can't remember, but that didn't happen. The whole can I lie on your chest and you give me tickles? Yeah. Oh, that was it. She ended up sleeping downstairs because sh- I w- I wasn't feeling great, so she was like, I don't want to get it. I'll sleep downstairs. Blah blah. And I and like the next day I went, I, f- I fucking missed it. I went I. I know I moan every time you ask me to do something like that. I always do it. But if she yeah. goes out with her mates for the night out or she's down, downstairs, cause I'm feeling ill and she's not there. I'm like, oh, it's like, I need it to be able to like relax. I yeah. need to relax no. as well. And it's like, it's madness. Cause well, I hate that's it. Reminds me
1: that's up. a great <laughs> thing. <though. laughs> it's, well, I've like, um, well, we been for 14 a...
0: years, but I would never change it.
1: Yeah. i I have my back tickled, right? But when I go to bed at night, like because I, can bear you. I know I am a softy shit, mate. I'm self. <laughs> self <laughs> the thing is, like, so when I was a baby, what my mum used to do if I was like um, upset or wouldn't go to sleep, she would literally put me on her legs and then just tickle my back, right? So ever since I was a kid, like
0: that's the that's
1: go-to. Any mate. Any good with me was like fucked from the start already because that is the one thing where I'm really selfish like I love having my back tickled really or like my legs tickled really slow nice sounds like like you missed like but I will not do it back I get so <laughs> bored so quickly so that's that's my that's my guilty thing that I like to do but I do think it's it's healthy to have like a little bit of like you said when she was away or out with your her friends, whatever, like we try and do something where we're one of us is away, like once a month, whatever, with our friends can, you know, stay away, whatever. Because it's so nice to sometimes you forget what it's like to miss each other occasionally.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, like, mate, like, yeah. genuinely, I do. I, I've, I've always said it to her, like if she stays over around her mates, or if I'm, for example, when I go off, to, if I to stay in a hotel or whatever, I, I sleep like shit, because I'm like. I'm missing my person that should be next to me yeah. while I'm asleep. And the one thing my- I have picked up on, because animals do this. So my cat, like if my missus isn't in the bed for whatever reason she's out with her mates, she will literally come and lie next to me. I'm like, no, you never do this when normally. Yeah. <laughs> you are my fur baby after all.
1: <laughs> yeah. People are listening I, to I, this I mean-
0: now going, you soppy cunts. <laughs> I
1: who, who are these big, strong, strapping men they say that they are, hey? Exactly. Hey, nah, mate.
0: I'm I'm all, not- I'm all for, bi- like, like you said, I'm all for being in touch with my fucking emotions, mate. It's, yeah. I, I mentioned it on my uh, last podcast. I think a couple of podcasts. That's one of the reasons why I, I stopped taking the antidepressants, because I couldn't feel anymore. I was numb. Like, I was like, I need is- to feel. Even if I am angry, even if I am sad, I need to
1: feel this shit. That is exactly it. Like, and this is the thing that I'm—I want to help people with. Like we said, like I think we should be taught about emotions because we should feel these emotions. We should know how to recognize them. And like, like I've said before, this is one of the things that I—I I had in my head for a long time. Um, that I recognized in myself that Aunt Middleton weathered it better for me because he was the same. Like. He's put it in a sentence that made so much sense. And was like, we're talking about fear. And I always really liked fear. And I always do, it's one of my favorite emotions because anything that scares me, like any of my fitness challenges that scared me because of like the thought of failure or, you know, mountaineering, you know, like it's just scary heights and whatnot. That to me, and how he was, it's like fear presents an opportunity to challenge yourself, which in turn presents an opportunity to grow. Now, growth for me is the goal of like every year to be a better version of myself. So right. I see fear as an opportunity to challenge myself, but then grow to be a better person. It's like right now I have a little bit of uh, fear towards the sea. Right, I love the sea. I love being by the beach coast, but I'm a little bit fearful of the sea because I don't like what I can't see beneath me, right? Yeah, so,
0: yeah.
1: how do I combat that? I was like, going, well, well I, either, diving, you? I, I either want to learn to surf or I want to learn to spearfish. So, actually, this young learned learned to spearfish because, in my head, if I'm scared of what's beneath me, then if I spend more time beneath the water and able to see what's around yeah, yeah, me, that makes sense. I'll be able to overcome that and like. You know, it, that's a challenge, and that's something that's going to make me a stronger, more resilient version of myself. And I think it's cool as fuck because I'll be able to catch my own fish, cook it on a barbecue on the beach, <laughs> yeah. and I'm getting a. We're going to get a roof tent for my. I've just got a Land Rover Discovery, so um, we're going to get a roof tent so that we can camp down on the coast because Jodie's got a paddleboard, so she can paddleboard. Gosh. I can spin. and then we can cook spend on a more time. Down. Epic oh, I love a barbecue. Yeah, I love it. It's like, yeah, so... I love
0: a barbecue, but I get to the point where it's like, is it okay for me to have the seventh burger of the day? When would I yeah. normally eat seven burgers? Never.
1: But today, I'm um, I eating more. Chicken wings, can I eat? Oh. I fucking love a chicken wing, mate. Fucking chicken, mate. chicken So that's why I mean. a lot of people don't see, like, will see fear and like back away from it because they're they're scared you know and that's that's the difference with people and I think that's why we need to recognize what it is and see it as maybe an opportunity to change something be yeah. aware of something that scares you and be like okay what well, is this something that's going to hold me back in life it, it, if it is like is there anything I can do to change it yeah it's like with goal setting uh like a lot of people I'm sure a lot of people have failed some of their uh like resolutions Resolution. already mate they
0: have i don't i don't usually i sent you i sent you the sent you, uh, you the video tonight. not i Me, the other day after i i did a did a fight it was, uh, only, it was only fucking five miles fucking legs my legs killed for like three days and i had uber chafage i was like oh why have i put myself through this because i hate it that's why i did it and yeah. well, the funny thing is mate you'll laugh at this so it's only five miles i got to about two and a half miles and I was, my missus sent me a text saying, uh, "How how's the run going? And I was like, I'm fucking hanging out. I don't want to do it anymore. And she was like, do you want me to pick you up? And in my head, I was like, fuck, yes, I do want you to pick me up. But that that moment in time, I had my headphones on and I was listening to David Goggins fucking chatting. And I was like, I, I can't give up while I'm listening to Goggins. Absolutely <laughs> you not.
1: Is It is a fundamental rule. You cannot give up when you listen to David Goggins. I so was you. like,
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> I wanted a text back, but who's going to carry the boats? But she wouldn't have got them. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, fuck who's this. Gonna carry the went, boats? I'm, I'm just going to keep going. That's, and I did. I'm glad I did it. Don't get me wrong. My legs weren't at the end. They were like, you fucking cunt. Um, yeah, but yeah, insane. um, because I last, the last few months of like, October, November, December. I was shit, mate. I was very rarely in the gym. Um, whether it be a one-off session, blah, 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 And I was like, and I looked at myself and I was like, you're getting really fat. Like, I, like I, I, even to the point where I bought a T-shirt and I had to get an extra, no, not an extra, extra large, fucking hell, Tomo. I had to get an extra large. And I was like, I've never been an extra large. I've always been a medium or a large. I went, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, well, but yeah. So I I've decided I've got to do something. Last week I, I trained four times. Last week, this week I'm going to do probably the same. But you got to do it small steps. If you go too crazy too
1: early, the thing is, is, what you need to do is actually rather than look at like the the finished goal, right? So yes. I don't know, say someone wants to lose like three stone or four stone, whatever. I believe that the way to actually be successful with goal setting is actually more to do with planning what you're going to do, which is going to accomplish or help towards that goal. Yeah, yeah, so okay. rather than saying, I'm going to lose at 10 pounds in six weeks or whatever, instead of saying like that, you need to go, okay, this week I'm going to try and lose three pounds by, I'm going to go to the gym three times. And you write that down or whatever, because it's a smaller step and it's more like um it's more manageable and you can look at it and be like okay so if I do these things hopefully it'll equate to a bit of progress towards my overall goal like which in a month like because it is the small accumulations of things that add up to like success in anything it's like when when I this stupid thing where i climbed with 50 kg right yeah you did. so <laughs> i know just for shits and giggles like the only reason i could do that and the only reason i could do that with like relative ease is because of a, accumulation of 10 years worth of weight training you know some pretty savage training up to it which one of my training days was so much harder than the actual day that i did climbing Snowden. like but it's those small things that have added up those 10 years worth of training battering my legs and like, you know, cycling to land's end and back and going up my other hills with weight on my back. That meant that I was able to accomplish that relatively easily. And it's the same with your goals. Like I don't usually do dry January, but I was like, Oh, I'm not going to drink this month. I failed miserably because <laughs> last I went to watch Bristol I got given some free tickets to go and watch Bristol versus uh, Stade Francais. And uh, so I took my mate and then I bumped into an ex-player who um, used to be a really good friend of mine, uh, Will Hurl, um, who unfortunately had to retire because he got tackled and had a stroke, um, which was a really sad story. But um, he was out, ended up in a few beers. So my dry January did not last very long at all. But um, I don't, like I said, I don't really set massive big goals because i tried to last year do you want i didn't really do any of them whereas this year it's more my overall goal is to be the best version of myself and what can i do to do that each week i'm looking at how i can be a better version of myself or what can i do that week so like you know i can can i work more hours to earn more money can i like go to the gym three four five times whatever Always looking like in a a smaller, digestible, like plans because it makes it so much easier to to accomplish something.
0: Yeah, I get that. I get that. How's the uh, fight training? Have you stopped? Are you still going?
1: Um, I'm actually training tomorrow. Um, I haven't done MMA for a while because last year I suffered a horrific injury uh, playing rugby sevens. Um, I fractured my sternum. Um, Me. Which is like this part here, yeah. yeah. Which connects next rib cage, so I couldn't, I couldn't train or like do any physical contact for like eight to ten weeks. Um, and like I, st- I'm going back to rugby and MMA within th- th- tomorrow. I'm good to MMA, and then next week I'm going back to rugby. Um, but actually, the guy that I was using for. Uh, MMA lost his studio anyway, so he's just found a new space. So, oh, fair play. I, I I love um, MMA, mate. It's um, it's it it's, is hard. Um, yeah, well, this,
0: that's, that's the way I can describe it. It's hard. It's
1: I like I like being a beginner at things. Yeah. As well, I like being humbled by the fact that someone uh, that's like a five v- foot four can wrap me up like a pretzel. Yeah. Um,
0: Man, I had like, it, the, the few I, I when I was serving, I did a bit of um. Mixed martial arts towards the end of my service, and then when I came out, I dabbled a little bit, and then um, I was more more boxing based, um, which we'll get to. Uh, and then uh, a few months, well, before it was actually before the band pandemic, my um a, a trainer that I used to do um, a boot camp with, he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. and I must have at least. 40 kilos on him at least. But it felt like the weight difference was the other way around. The way he was pinning yep. me down and holding me down and his technique and everything. I was like, usually I could just like probably lift you up and fucking get you off me and yep. use my strength as an advantage. But with this guy, he, he, he choked me out fucking. Yeah. Like I, six well,
1: I, I like being like, I'm a full-time lesson. Like, it's uh,
0: mad, in not it? Because if you think student, about it, full-time
1: student. Sorry.
0: In in like in jujitsu itself, like you get put in a chokehold. In real life, you're dead.
1: Yeah. He's just yeah. Killed, He's just killed you. You're
0: dead. Yeah.
1: This 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 is like um, going back to the society thing and the the quote that we spoke about with, you know, uh, strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create hard times hard times, great, strong, right? Yeah. Not many people, or like, it's more of a minority of people that choose to put themselves in adversity or choose to put themselves in an uncomfortable position. Um, like I said earlier, with, to me, like fear, not many people, when I say not many, I say it's more of a minority as opposed to the general public, like most people will choose to back away from fear rather than see it as an opportunity yep. to grow this is the same with adversity like how many people choose to do something that's hard because it is the hard things that make you know uh, a better version or like a stronger version it's like heartbreak a lot of, most people have gone through heartbreak at like our age you know everyone needs to experience it to know like as heartbreak is one of the worst feelings especially at a young age that you've ever experienced, but you need to go through like hard times to see that you can actually recover from that. It's the same as like boxing. Like once you realize you can get hit and you're not made of glass.
0: Yeah. It's it's that. I always like the quote from fight club. And he says, "Um, why don't you hit me? And he goes, why would I want to do that? He went, I don't know. I've never been in a fight. How do you know anything about yourself? If you've not been in a fight.
1: Yeah, that's it. And it's the same as that's why I used to put myself in those horrible positions of climbing up Penny Fan with thirty-two kilograms on my back in the blistering and rain and like wind, like doing a fan dance with double the weight that the Special Forces did. That was me wanting Just to saying. challenge. Me. That mate was savage. Worst Just thing. He's
0: super Special Forces or anything. Super yeah. army soldier. <laughs> They'll call him SIS. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm waiting for the call from Ant. No, um... he's like,
0: do you do you want to do SAS? Who dares wins. He went only if it means super army
1: soldiers, then I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but like, not not like adversity is the is it's what makes us stronger. Like, yeah, definitely, you know. But by nature, because I always look at in a very interested like in this way, because I think about things quite deeply. Like, for example, I had a pretty like in reflection, I had a pretty hard like childhood. Um, my stepdad was pretty abusive. Um, he had an affair, left. And then my real dad had left when I was a very young age and never really involved, right? All these things like, and there's a few other things that happened that I won't like go into, but- That's fun. In, in, upon reflection now, I'm like, well, actually my childhood wasn't that like great. Like, you know, it was pretty rough in some ways, but those things, like what my stepdad did to me and whatnot, they I'm actually very grateful for those things because they are the things that have put me to who I am today, who I'm very happy with who I am and like, and they show me what I didn't want to be. Right. So those adversities I'm actually grateful for. However, by natural like instinct, when I have a when I have children, which I look forward to when I do, I'm not gonna do what my stepdad did to me. Like, I'm um, no, categorically, no. I wouldn't, I want to build a better life for them. Right. However, like, I think that that is slightly um, counterintuitive because you're actually making them weaker by protecting them from everything. Like, and I think a lot of children are bubble wrapped by their parents, which is a problem in society. It's like, now, if a kid's bullied at school, like, the parents will go and attack the teacher or attack the parents of the kid or whatever yeah yeah every, every kid needs to be experienced a bit of like not not like but i think bully is horrible but like they need to yeah, experience yeah. I, know what you mean. Abs- I know what you're saying yeah experience the social aspects of the fact that not everyone's nice and not everyone's going to yeah. like them like you know and kids can be cruel and they will say hurtful things oh, but kids can be the worst girl kids yeah like they, that's <laughs> we, the kids need to be exposed to that because the way I look at it is how many really successful people will say like I don't know like Jeff Bezos I don't know if he's got any kids so I don't know if, yeah I don't know but let's say how many really successful people how many of their siblings have overtaken them in success, right? And why is that right now? Because if you look at someone that's like stand up successful, like let's take a. Someone that's come from like a bad background. So, like, um, shit, uh, Kevin Hart, right? Yeah. Was brought up in a, a, I think it was like a family of seven. They had like a really horrible little apartment, were basically in poverty or whatever. Now he is a multi millionaire, like superstar, right? Guarantee you his kids are not going to be more successful than he is. And why is that? Yeah, it's because he went through that adversity of being in a like poverty yeah. and experience. In the hood, and like, I think, you um, know, the, an- the racism of that.
0: Another example of that is I know a, he's very controversial himself, and not a lot of people like him, but Conor McGregor is another one. Um, oh, exactly. it, he, he even stated that he wants his kids' kids to like have the life of luxury. Like, his kids are going to have fucking yeah. millions.
1: We all, we all want that out of like instinct. Yeah. One of our We don't want them to be exposed to that, but I think to create a good human, which I think is the role of a parent, is to create the best human that you can, like, and set them up for the life in front of them. That doesn't mean handle everything. What I mean by that is set them up for the things that are gonna do them well in life. So I firmly believe that, like, when I have kids, I want them to do some form of martial art or boxing because I believe the fundamental like um, morals and structure of martial arts are representative of life. Like they teach you respect. Respect for your like, you know, your master or your coach. They teach you about like work ethic. Teach you stamina. They teach you to be humble in defeat. They teach you that someone is always going to be better than you. They're going to teach you that when like losing is okay, and you learn from those and that hard work is gonna get you better. And it's about honor and respect. And like they tidy up the dojo or, you know, the mats and it is, they are life and it gives you confidence, you know, and those things I think are fundamental to what kids should be learning to be good humans. Like that's the sort of adversity that I think they should be put into like, cause that's a product like or a sport, like, you know, a team sport, you know, all these things can have great effects on children because yeah. I don't want to expose my kids to being I'm never going to like physically beat them up or harm them like I was but that adversity made me into who I am I'm proud of that yeah. so how can I replicate that in a healthy way to bring the best out of my children and I, I believe personally that that's going to be like martial arts or boxing, something like that, some discipline, some honour, some respect, because adversity is a bit like, that's like, again, another cliche quote about diamonds are created under pressure. Adversity makes us stronger. A heartbreak, like makes you realise that you can be hurt and you can recover, you know, all these things. Yeah, definitely. uh, That create better versions of humans, like, and that—that that is what I think the role of a parent is. I welcome the opportunity. Like I, no, I look forward. it. I to...
0: agree, mate. I agree. Um, I, I did it. did attempt to get my eldest into taekwondo. Um, the unfortunate thing was, um, <laughs> fucking the clubs in Kent were asking for proper wedge, and I was like, "Well, yeah. I'm not paying. I ain't paying that." I was like, yeah. I, I, "Certain things I can teach him myself. I'm not a. I'm not a." I'm not a great fucking boxing coach, but I know how to throw a punch yep. properly. Um, but I also know, like I said, my friend—he's a purple belt in jujitsu. He said he's going to take the girls and do some sessions so that they know yep. certain things. I've I've taught um, my eldest and my youngest a very very good um, rear naked choke. Um, <laughs> like I've got video evidence of her getting my father-in-law, her granddad in a, in a rear naked choke. And you could see the panic on his face because she has got a grip like a fucking chimp. Um, <clears throat> but I've, I've also, I've always taught him. I was like, if someone, if someone start, I went, don't go actively looking for a fight. Don't be like like I was when I was out on the piss. Cause that's how I used to be. Cause I was a dickhead. I went, but if someone picks a fight with you, I went, you fucking finish the fight. Don't yes. show me, don't show me a week. Um, and then oh, I've, I've said some things that usually when I've had a, a few drinks, it's like if any boys try anything with you, and uh, even at school, and you put them in that rear naked choke if you can. And I went, don't let go,
1: yeah,
0: they, they'll, they'll like, go to sleep.
1: It's uh, it's an interesting thing, like, uh, by nature, I'm very protective, um, yes. yeah, I I am, like, and you know, I ran a a door company and worked security for quite a few years um but you know what i wasn't aggressive i didn't need to be uh
0: that's 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 a thing with you large males yeah well i mean the thing is is, i'm not stereotyping you all but you you don't really need to like if i if i was on a night out i wouldn't go i would go i'd go well that big fucker probably won't go
1: with him yeah, well, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm the least aggressive, like, to be honest, like I said, I've, I actually had to learn um, from my guys that I worked with, uh, the MMA fighters. So basically, because we've already covered it slightly, um, where my stepdad was, like, physically abusive to me, what I used to do is I would let my aggression out by going to heavy metal concerts, going in the mosh bit, and, like, going mental. Like, that was my yeah, outlet. I yeah, get okay. that. Right. I was, like, obviously when I was, like, 14, I was a lot smaller. But I caused, like, quite a lot of damage, right? I hurt, like, quite a few people. Obviously, then as I got older and then when I, like, any, like, I didn't really have that many fights, but any fight I got in, like, if I lost sort of, like, my temper, I usually caused damage, right, in not a nice way. And I'm, yeah. as I went to bodybuilding and got bigger and through a very physical day job, I then became very scared of like my capabilities of like what I was actually capable of. So I was actually scared to hit people. Um, So I always had this like fear and actually the guys that I worked with had to take me boxing and MMA like with them to teach me how to hit someone softly. (laughs) It's ironic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I know what you mean. Because There's ways of throwing a punch. Exactly. Like, then um, and go in, right, I'm going to hate making the shit out of this one. Um,
1: exactly. Like my The guy that gave me the door company, one of my best mates is a 22 stone trained MMA gorilla, right? Probably one of the only guys that <laughs> I would never want to take a punch from Right, ever. Yeah. He said to me, like, when we were training first, he said, like, you've got a left hand that will, like, put anyone into tomorrow. He said, like, you got that farmer strength, like because I'm not very I'm not very Because you got you got that farmer strength that you'll do some damage. So, but the thing is that meant that like in on the door, or in any situation, I know that I can handle myself. Like I've never sort of come up off, off worst, but I'm also humble enough to realise that a guy that's five foot two could hit me on the chin in the right place and knock me the fuck out. Right. So I was always trying to calm people down, and be polite and, you know, respectful and empathetic to the situation. But I had that confidence of the fad. I know if shit went sideways, I know that I'm usually gonna be okay, right? And that that confidence is, like, infectious, and people can sense it, and that's why people wouldn't give me any trouble. Like, you know, because a lot of, like, smaller guys, Everyone takes the piss out of them because they're like, oh, you've got small man syndrome because they're like aggressive or whatever.
0: Yeah. I used to get
1: that's, that usually, that's usually like an insecurity thing because they're smaller guys. So they want to prove themselves. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, just, I, that, that was me, mate, in a nutshell, genuinely. Yeah.
1: Well, they would look at a guy like me and they're like, they would, some people would see me as a challenge. Like, you know, oh, he's big, you know. Yeah. I actually never had that. But like people that I know that are bigger have had guys that have, I did have one guy that a really funny story, but I won't go into it. But like um, it's um, they can see that as a challenge, but with me they didn't because I I don't I don't want to fight anyone, got no interest in it, right? Yeah. Like I don't like fighting because it's just it's not productive. I like it competitively. I love watching UFC and I love MMA. Like I enjoy that, but I actually like Street Fighting, I I hate it. It's like there's no point in it. But that yeah. confidence. And that knowledge that I can look after myself and protect, like the people around me, um, you know, that's why I didn't get trouble because people people sense that, and that, I think that's a a big part of being a male, personally. Yeah, yeah. Like, for, just for me, just in my it was, character. A, it was a
0: it was a hard one for me because um because I was small. Um, and i was bullied at school for being small and look i was had big features as in my ears my teeth i looked like a fucking mouse um when i when i got to my, sort of my when I, when i yeah when i started going out and i could drink and i'd been going to the gym so i put on a bit of size you know i i i was said to the missus, i was a dickhead when I, even when i met her when i was 21 i believe even us well, be honest,
1: but We were all dickheads at twenty-one.
0: Oh, I was—I was a huge dickhead. If I wasn't—if I wasn't trying to fuck something, I was trying to fight something. Um,
1: I was just doing the first one.
0: Yeah. So as as most people did, but I thought, well, if I'm gonna have a, if I'm not gonna have that sort of adrenaline rush, I'm gonna go and, yeah, to fight something. And and you could call it small man, short man syndrome, small man syndrome, whatever. But I really didn't give a fuck on what size yeah. anyone was. I was yeah. like. Now I'm I'm different. I'm mature. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm mature now. Um, I'm, <laughs> in in terms of going out, like I, yeah. I I know my capabilities. If I was in a fight, I was I I know that I could probably hurt a lot of people. Okay. Um, but then I was just like, fuck it. I'm I'm gonna go wailing in if I need to. I once yeah. being out with my brother, and he got pinged by a bloke at a bar. This bloke, I don't even know why there was there was just a stupid argument. I think over his missus. This bloke fucking pinged him. I saw my brother drop, and this guy went down to fucking start ground and pound. I was like, well, fuck this. Flying knee from about fucking 25 meters away. Just caught him right in the chin. <laughs> oh, good oh. times, good times. Don't advocate fighting in streets or in bars, but fucking no. everybody, mate. I didn't, catch, I didn't catch him quite right with the knee. I did oh, in, on his chin, but my knee for like the next. <laughs> the next it day. hurts.
1: Give Give it a good punch. It hurts. People don't realise it. hurts to give a solid, big punch. I'll I'll tell you about my 24th birthday off air at some point. Um, yeah, that's it. a funny. Yeah,
0: I've, I've got a few. I've got a few in my book that I've I've spoke about. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's it's, it's not big. It's not clever. It's like a dyslexic. Myth. No, it's not.
1: Uh, no, well, it's not.
0: I can say that I am one, both. Um, but yeah. Um, before we finish up, we're going to have to talk about it and talk about him, Mister Mister J. Paul. I to have to bring him up.
1: To to bring oh, him. I knew. <laughs> <that was> no,
0: <something. laughs> no. Nah, nah. I've been, I've been thinking about it. To be fair, and don't get me wrong right because he does have skills i'm not saying he's not a good boxer the the problem that i have and you did you did bring up some good points about other boxers that haven't really fought big names or things like that blah blah blah, blah. but he hasn't actually fought a boxer yet that's the that's the annoying thing in in that whole thing. i i
1: I do see your point so let's share this out for other people like I with Jake Paul I uh, commend some of the things that he's achieved in the way that I he agree. has brought a huge amount of attention to the sport I, I agree with that I know you did I'm yeah and, no I do I do you know, bring people, bring Jake. Money, Jake I do agree with that bringing <laughs> bring more money to the undercards and yep. like, like I said what he's done for the actual attention towards a sport that I think is hugely underrated, hugely under appreciated.
0: Yeah. I, I think you know, he gets a lot of shit for who he is.
1: But the thing more is, is, is what,
0: more than what he's done in yeah, terms of exactly. generating the, revenue and, and whatnot.
1: Is he was a Disney kid, right? Yeah. A Disney kid, then he's a YouTuber. And let's be honest, he's materialistic, he's got a very flamboyant, extroverted um and he annoys people. Yeah, he does but he does it on purpose as well. He winds people up and he pushes buttons. But I'll tell you what, he's entertaining in that way. Now, would him and I get on Probably like not. with the person he presents himself to be? Yeah. Probably yeah. not. He's not that's, my That's cup the of thing, tea.
0: isn't it? That's the that's the whole thing is is it the person because it's a bit like um we'll use a bit like, like, media. Bias, like, like yeah. Kobe Covington.
1: Exactly. I don't wow. like him. Because I don't like the person he presents yeah. who he is, but I've He's an incredible fighter, but right? by I all accounts,
0: that that is literally just a persona that he's put apparently behind all that. He's yeah, a fucking nice to. bloke. Oh,
1: so annoying! The isn't is is, they 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 were actually going to get rid of him because he wasn't bringing yeah. in yeah, like, wasn't fights bringing... money. Yeah, so, I I agree. So with it, those those points. It a persona, like and don't get me wrong, people are going to be jealous of him anyway, because he's got millions, right? But. I also believe that he's done it in a very intelligent way. Like, of course, he's not going to fight a boxer straight out of the box. He hasn't been boxing that long. Right. So he is handpicking his uh, clients yeah. or like fights, but clients who in their <laughs> right mind. Well, well, that's, yeah, that's a subject a lot of people think it might be clients actually, but we won't go into that because yeah. I, I, don't, that's I too much think there's too even like go into, like whether it is or whether it's not. Boxing's yeah. always good for that because of fucking Sugar, Sean, uh, Sugar Ray Lennox, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Anyway, like, of course, he's in a position that he is bringing money to the sport. He is bringing views and he's, like, creating this scene and this, like, persona that brings in money, like, brings attention, winds people up. It's selling. And is he going to that- have...
0: Yeah, you're either going and to be it, in his camp or against his camp. Either way, you want well, to watch him either not, win or
1: lose. I don't I don't care if he wins or loses, right? I really don't. Like, I commend what he's doing, but I don't care if he wins or loses. I'm not, like, a massive fan. I just think... I oh, oh, you're a fanboy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we get too emotionally involved with it because they don't like the fact that he's picking his opponents. Very smart. I mean, the Fury fight would have been a great fight. That would have been, yeah. you know... That, that, I think, would have changed things a little bit, right? I think that would have been a great fight. And I think maybe he, you know, that could have changed things slightly for him. And I'm gutted that didn't happen. I'm sure it will happen in the future. But I hate that everyone's like, oh, he's not fighting a boxer or whatever. He's being smart. He's building his confidence up. He will fight a boxer. He bet. I know he will, in time. But people He's fighting Garcia him...
0: anyway, isn't he? Is it Garcia? No. Oh, he's fighting anyway. He's fighting a Mexican boxer. Apparently, former world champion. I I don't know, like I. But yeah, I, I, heard, I, I get you're where you're coming from with that. I like I said, like we have out, had on the on Instagram, which I do laugh at, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I
1: piss. I I send we send each other stuff just to wind each other up. Oh,
0: I think so. And
1: but and, I and those of you
0: that know me and those of you that probably know Lee. I I enjoy I enjoy being wound up. So it's. 100%. I like going on fucking Instagram reels and seeing people do annoying things. And I'm like, fucking God, you're annoying. Like there's a family with a dad and his two sons and they dance and it fucking pisses me off a lot. And it pisses me off that much that I have to send it to like my brother because I know it's yeah. going to annoy him just as much as me. So I'm like, well, if I'm annoyed, you're annoyed. And that now makes yeah. me happy. But with with Jake, yeah, I get it. Like I'm, I'm in the I camp. Hope- I'm in the camp, fucking fight a boxer, but I'm also like, hang on. I know what you're doing and good for
1: you because yeah, that's make, make that fucking money. Make the money, build your confidence up, build your skills up. Like I'd, I'd fight him. A lot of people like, have said <laughs> that the last, the last fight was um, obviously fixed or whatnot. I don't yeah. know. Like, I can see the day, it
0: from many, many different angles.
1: Like, yeah, we all could. We'll never know. We will never know. But, you know, everyone's like, oh, he dropped his arm. Let's be honest. He's not, he wasn't, Tyrone's not a fucking uh, boxer either. Like, no, he's not. Dropped his card. And I'll tell you what, what that does it prove, prove is Jake knockout. has knockout power because that was a hell of a fucking yeah, yeah. punch. I, I said that to so many people. I had so many people arguing with me about it.
0: And I was like, I'm not taking anything away from the fucking punch that he threw. I went, he knocked him into next week. That punch was yeah. incredible. I went. There's was little it- bits at the beginning where I, as as uh, this is me being your professional boxing coach now, Um certain things that he did, he was blocking perfectly with his with his left hand, and then all of a sudden he drops it for like what seemed like no reason. But then people are like, well, he faints to the body. I'm like, well, he's not really fainting to the body, and even if he was, previously he stepped back. There's little things like that, but. I was like, I'm not taking anything away from that fucking punch. I went, Jesus.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah. That's what I mean. That's that's why I love it, because everyone wants him to fail so badly because they get so emotionally invested in it. That's what I find entertaining. And that's why I love it, because I like it when he wins and people get upset about it, because I'm like, I don't (laughs) give a fuck if he wins or loses. Like, I bet what he's doing. I hope he does do well. I hope he rises to the top because of what he's achieving for other people at the same time he's creating better money better situations for the undercards that and the promotions that he's doing that in my opinion is admirable so in that yeah, sense that. I want him to keep going up right and do you know what if he's handpicking his opponents so that uh, yeah, do he's more thing. likely to win and he's like each time it, they are getting harder Right, and it will get yeah, to yeah. a box. Don't get me point. wrong, they are getting harder. You he's right like, and you know, but who wouldn't?
0: Like Yeah, but like you said, like you said, like you said, to the the me, position send, him, yeah, like you said to me, all boxes start somewhere, and a lot of them have got a lot of hand picked
1: first the the difference in is on a scale where he is on a yeah. fucking show from the start. This isn't like he's been boxing for 10 years and he's building up all his boxing experience he's been boxing like a few years yeah. he's obviously got a little bit of natural talent but he's he's such a, a polarizing character because he's this youtube star that any fight that he does is on a massive scale and everyone's going to watch it so like it's very different it's not like he's been able to fight boxers in the background any fight is going to be Publicized. These are his first four professional fights. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I saw a funny thing, with and they're him not exactly. I saw a funny thing with him and his brother on a on a podcast, and he's like, how, "How do you feel, Logan? I'm I'm now like ahead of you in, in like everything." And he was saying, "Well, you're not ahead of me in boxing." He's like, "What are you on about? I four and or whatever it is." He went, "Yeah, but I fought Floyd Mayweather." Yeah. <laughs> he was like, fuck. <laughs> but I, yeah, I did but have a laugh on, on the subject of the Paul it's brothers. Totally Fucking totally Logan Paul buying those Pokemon cards. Have you seen that?
1: Oh they they tickle me. They do tickle me. They are entertaining. I'll give them that.
0: Well apparently but... you bought these rare Pokemon cards for 3.5 million or whatever, and they were fake. I
1: don't yeah. know how
0: I don't know how real that is, though. That's probably social media stuff.
1: I know that I know that there was a video coming out about that from Logan, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who, knows? who knows? Well, mate, Lee, I'm not going to take up
0: any more of your time, my man. I think we've been having a good old chat,
1: mate. It's been lovely. It's been we really probably nice could have time.
0: carried on, but I literally have got to go to work tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> my missus is just me percent I wanted to be in bed by 10, so uh... mate always a pleasure to chat and thank you for the invite and i'm sure we'll do it again in the future i
0: love it i love it yeah thank you very much for coming on i'll catch you in a bit love you lots cheers mate Bye. bye, bye.
1: bye